Howard from the Podomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from down under outside Brisbane and Australia. It's episode 84 of the Primetime Jukebox. Tonight, we celebrate all things Christmas music. And as always, the Primetime Jukebox is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand is continuously scored highest in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary blend requires tobaccos that have been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers. A smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigar is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double-Aged 12-Year Vintage, Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrel-Aged, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Menso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And we want to mention Aganorsa Leaf. This month, on uh, our featured with the Aganorsa Experience, uh, we're going to be highlighting the Aganorsa Anniversario Maduro. And if you haven't checked that cigar out, that's the uh, Anniversario blend with a uh, shade-grown Corojo Maduro wrapper that comes from uh, the Aganorsa Farms. And it's a uh, proprietary wrapper to Aganorsa Leaf. Uh, if you go to the sidebar on Cigar Coop and click on the Aganorsa Experience, it will take you to the Aganorsa Leaf YouTube channel, where there's a variety of information about Aganorsa Leaf, and it will take you to a video that highlights the Aganorsa Maduro, excuse me, the Aganorsa Aniversario Maduro. So you want to check that out. You can go to cigar-coop.com, click on that sidebar, and it will take you right there. And for more information, check out the Aganorsa website at www.aganorsaleaf.com. And of course, we want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars, Cuba was a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it is one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamastran Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Carojo from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Carojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Carojo. Now, Jerry Tobacco, Huina, and Husto bring their very own brand to market, each containing the authentic Corolla leaf. Aladino is available in a variety of different blends, including the latest release, the Aladino Classic. Each of those blends represent that golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. It's available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that's tasted in every drawer. And finally, by Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Development app via mobile device. Keep up with everything going on, Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. It's available on iTunes or Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. And as always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California Studios for the Thursday Primetime Show. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Jukebox Episode 84. This is a uh, episode now we're coming on the end of Thanksgiving weekend in the U.S. 
Will Cooper, I am in the Perdomo Scott Studios here on the Black Stage, and I'm joined on the other half of the planet by my good friend and colleague, Mr. Dave Burke. Hello, Coop. How are you? I'm doing great. You That's know, good. It, I got my yeah, got my uh, Christmas shirt on for the show today. Got my um, snowman Hawaiian shirt going. Yes, you do. And and uh, you know, again, Dave being on the opposite end of the world, you know, he's got a, he's got he's rocking the uh, the tropical Christmas look. Um, that's right. Yeah, I on the other hand, uh, we are in we're getting into the winter season here in the U.S. Um, so I got my hockey jersey on, and I got the green going for Christmas. I didn't have a good Christmas shirt, but hockey is always a good time of the year. During that's when hockey starts to heat up. Is you know during that I like to say after the Christmas day is over, that's when hockey starts to heat up here. Mm. So, mm. so uh, I got that going. So we we are coming at this from like two different angles here, uh, so to speak. Yeah, we um got the Christmas show. Very excited. I'll be in the States. Yeah, I think the next time we soon. see each other. Yeah, the next time we see each other will be in person. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh it's gonna be a great, great time. Um, you know, Dave will be uh in the upper Midwest where uh it will be a balmy like mid twenty five degrees that weekend is what they're forecasting right now. Um I don't mm. think they're forecasting any snow, but that could that's still a ways out, so that could change. I don't want to jinx that, but um but there is snow on the ground, I've been told, in, in uh, the upper Midwest already. Yeah, I think there is. I don't think it, there's a ton um, from what I've seen. No. There definitely is some on the ground. Yeah, there's not a ton. I know, like, the North Dakota area has has had some serious, which we're not going to be near there. Mm, but I know no. North Dakota's got hit harder in this, this past month with snow. But uh, I think where we're going to be, there's snow on the ground. But yeah, I don't. I think that's normal to have like snow mm. just on the ground because it's that cold up in that area. So, mm. so yeah, it's uh, but that's going to be exciting for sure. Um, so oh, yeah, I get to have a cigar with uh, Coop in person. Yeah, absolutely. I got uh, some stuff that I'm personally hand delivering to Dave. Oh, uh, the uh, safe postage. I won't have to pay uh, customs. I could buy a cigar without extra tax on it. No, I know, yeah. It'd be exciting. I know, I know. The, some of the stuff that came for Dave. I oh, by the way, I got I got the hustler package just came, so I had that is in my. Oh position. yeah. Uh, thank you very much. There's some goodies in there, and uh, of course, I've gotten the uh, the red meat lovers club uh, meat sticks, which we ordered back like in January. I think so. Oh yeah, <laughs> we pre-ordered I... those, so those have come as well, and I'll be bringing those as well as some. I think I'll bring some real good stuff that you haven't had your hands on. That probably would cost you an arm and a leg. So, I, uh, I, I, Coop, let me know, and I, I about the beef sticks, and I, and I even forgot when we put that in. It was so long ago. I did too. It was like what happened is, um, when you pre-order, um, something just snows up on my Smoke In account, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what this is, and like, like, oh, you, you, if you want your beef sticks, uh, click here, and they'll, they'll build the rest of my credit card for it. Basically, I'm like, well. I'm gonna yeah, of course I'm gonna click here, but but I had forgotten about it too. So I said, Hey Dave, the beef sticks came. He's like, Oh shoot, I forgot about those. I'm like, Yeah, we, we ordered those back in January. So Wow. Well, hey. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah. That yeah. uh that that uh that red meat line is really taken off from when uh Saka introduced it. Yes. Uh it, it has. I mean, there's talk they it, it's it's 
it's at least now going to be an ongoing line of different sizes released periodically to smoke in. Mm. I know there was some talk. They may look at possibly taking that national smoke in, uh, but I think we'll see. But for now, Saka is officially making that uh, Red Meat Lovers Club score, which which is, a, from what I understand, it's an offshoot of the original Meat Corita. That mm. he took and did something to it. So, uh, and I, I uh, my my favorite American Meat Lovers was the first release. Uh, yeah, the box press was second. Now this is this one that looks like a beef stick, and I, I didn't open a package yet. But I, from what I understand, it's got a, a flat cap, a very flat yes. cap, and a closed foot to look like a uh, like a Slim Jim almost, but a little thicker. It's yeah, like a, yeah. I think it's like a forty eight ring gauge or something like that. So, mm. uh, so yeah, we'll be uh, having that. Um, and uh, you know, I know I, I, Matt and Matt and Garrett have already told us where we can go smoke and everything. So that uh, there's a store they go to, uh, their regular shop. So I think we'll have uh, we won't have to worry about where to smoke at least. Yeah, it'll yeah. all be it'll all be sorted. Yeah, well, it will all be ready to go. Yeah, so I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about that. Um, like I said, this uh, I've been looking forward to this. We Dave and I have never met each other in person, which is kind of we've no. known each other by eight years and. We have never met in person, and the there was a unique circumstance. I said, "Let me see if I could pull this off," and I did. So, um, Ooh, and, and it turns nice. out it's right in Matt and Garrett's backyard. From how about that cigar? So, so yeah, so, uh, so that'll be very exciting. So that means, like, probably I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do. Oh, we'll we'll wait to get to it. There's uh, we'll get to this, the website news. Yes. Okay. We'll get to that. We'll, yeah. We'll wait to that. Yeah. But. Uh, but no, so well, we'll get to there now. So like email cigar jukebox at cigar jukebox at gmail.com with anything. I'm gonna do yeah. some quick website news and then we got some music news. Mm-hmm. Um website news. So I've been a bit behind on the website. I just posted a uh review of anti-hero by Taylor Swift the other day. Um but Coop, the time is here. It is the top fifty. The top fifty. Uh, the top fifty. The list is done. I'm probably oh, it's gonna. Done. It's to... finalized. It's finalized. Yes, okay. I have to. It... I made sure the cutoff was after Taylor Swift. Uh, <laughs> Dave, Dave modified the rules so Taylor Swift could get on the list. <laughs> oh, made no. sure that that happened. Um, unfortunately, uh, she didn't make it. We'll get to the Grammy news in a little bit, but uh, people are yeah. like, "Where is this?" This album is so huge. Why is it not on the Grammys? It missed the date. It missed the date. Yeah, it did. It so did. if it gets out of the Grammys, it'll be next year, which I always think is very bizarre. Listen, I she actually, yeah. Super old album on there. <laughs> Listen, I think actually the way the Grammys, and we're going to do a Grammy show, I know, but I think it might have worked out in our favor. It's a very competitive year this year. So it's a, well, because this is like one of the best years in music best years in the last it, decade. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's amazing. Yep. Um, which, but all that is to say that uh, over the holidays when I'm in the States and stuff, I probably won't be posting as much. But I'm going to try and start the top 50. Um, so for people that don't know, I do a top 50 of the year. We count down to one. And then after that, I do a oops, I forgot these 50. <laughs> and it's... 50 songs that didn't make the list that I either didn't listen to or forgot about or, you know, something like that. Um, 
because I look at other people's lists. I look at Pitchfork's list. I look at other lists and I listen to songs. I'm like, oh, that's a great song. I should have put that on there. And yeah. uh, so I do. Oops, I forgot 50. So yeah. by the end of January, you'll have 100 songs released this year that uh, are worth your time. Yeah, so- I uh, I think it'll be, it's always fun to watch that list unfold. Um and then the oops list is pretty funny too. So, because then I, when I when I say to Dave, why didn't you have this song? He's got it on the oops list. On the oops list. Uh, yeah. The uh, the the um the thing about it, Coop, is just just a teaser, and then we'll get into music news. I bet any year other than this year, any one of the songs in the top ten would have been number one. I I think this year's that good. Interesting. But, like I think the top ten, any other year, any of those songs could have been number one, but this year, they are not. I mean, you had Swift, Lizzo, Beyonce, Harry Styles, and Rihanna put out new music this year, which is pretty big, incredible. Big. Yeah, big. Yeah. The so no, so yeah, so I'll be working on that. No, uh, looking looking forward to that as well. Um, you know, so yeah, and uh, that will be, you'll have, I guess, uh, after your trip, you know, probably you, like usually get to the number one right around the the new year, right? Yeah, try and time that to the new year. Yep. Um, and then the oops list, and then we sort of talk about sort of the the top songs we do our year in review show. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, but the trip sort of throws things off a bit, but that's okay. Oh no, that's okay too. There's plenty of time. There's plenty of time. In fact, the the Grammys are set for uh, February. The the Super Bowl's even after the Grammys, but it's February February fifth. They're doing oh. it the week before the Super Bowl this year, so can't wait. For yeah, Rihanna. Anyway, um, who cares who's playing in it? I just want to see Rihanna. Um, <laughs> I know we're gonna be doing. Uh, a, I know we'll have a Super Bowl show. It's gonna be a Rihanna show this year. So. Oh yeah! Come on. Yeah. Um. Ah, yeah. oh, they have. Uh, anyway, um, I'll be excited to see who they announce uh, plays with her. Yeah, but, I uh, am too. I mean, obviously now it's become more like there's a featured artist and the featured artist mm, selects like uh you know obviously other artists to join in. Yeah, that would be exciting. A um, big year for Beyonce, though. Big year for for Beyonce, but oh, so yes. I wonder if she'll somehow be there with Beyonce. Oh, that'd be my dreams. Rih- yeah. Rihanna and Beyonce. I, oh. I actually was wondering somehow because and Beyonce led the Grammy nominations with nine. Mm. Um, and I was actually wondering that if they would actually, because I was just thinking that would just be a ratings extravaganza if they did that. They'll hold was... that audience at that. They'll hold the halftime audience. I was talking to my wife about Beyonce and Rihanna because we were talking about that. And I was like, I wonder, we're wondering who sold more. Now, Rihanna, until she released these songs for Black Panther, hasn't put out a record in six years. Right. So I was like, surely it's Beyonce and it's Rihanna. Rihanna has sold more records than Beyonce has. It's very interesting. Yeah. Which I was surprised. Uh, Very interesting. By the way, I gave um the a listen to Renaissance Dave um in, yep. in with everything going with Beyonce, and that is an amazing album. I'll just tell you that right mm. now. It is it is a mm. great album. Um, 
So I think it's going to be in the in, in the running. But I can see why it got she got so many nominations. Uh, but I think it's a good selling. I think it's doing well. That's why I'm a little surprised oh, yeah. to see what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's surprising to me, too. But then you look at some of Biana's like Umbrella and uh, Diamonds and stuff. And those those tracks are like huge. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Enough Biana talk. This isn't a Biana podcast yet, Coop. We got to get to the the nitty gritty here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You got music news galore. Yeah, so um, let's kind of hit it off because we haven't done a show in a few weeks. But um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremonies took place right after our last show. Um, in fact, mm. it took place the night before it aired and the day after we recorded. Um, so, Dave, you know, the big story here. First of all, I got I to gotta say this. OK, and I know we've been all over the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, they did a good job this year with, with, I think, who they brought in. They put on an excellent night of performances. Mm. And it actually seemed like a lot of the artists were really um, – there was like a camaraderie with all the artists this year. It, it seemed like they felt like a – which I've watched these over and over. I haven't seen a camaraderie like we saw this year. And I think a lot mm. of it, Dave, has to do with Dolly Parton. And she stole the show, Dave. There was no question about it. Um, she was the star of the evening. You know, in fact, you know, she would. People wondered if you know, she didn't even want to be nominated originally, right? Mm. Uh, she asked to be removed from the ballot. It was too late. Uh, everyone voted for her anywhere, and you know, she. There were two things that she did. She performed. Um, she she's doing a rock album as she promised, and um, she. It's a song called Rockin'. Which she did mm. uh, at the show with the Zach Brown Band, a great song. Uh, it's on YouTube. Check it out, or it, it's also at the um, induction ceremony uh, broadcast that's on HBO. Mm. But the the end performance, Dave, the finale of Jolene. Right. It, yes. This may this, may, this has got to go down as one of the greatest nights in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame history. Ah. So to give you an idea, she she does Jolene at the end. Now, mm. it was interesting because she didn't do the first couple of songs like she had. Uh, you know, she was covered by other artists in there, um, which I thought was a little interesting. But um, the end is featured all right, on stage with her performing Simon Laban. Of yes, Durant, I Durant, heard that. Yes, like, well, yep. she clicked with. By the way, they, they were clicking. She did. Yes. On the right. Re- yeah. Annie and da- Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart of the Eurythmics. Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo, the Zach mm-hmm. Brown band again, and possibly the moment of the night, Rob Halford of Judas Priest. Oh, really? Now to see Rob Halford and and um, Dolly Parton um, on this on a same stage. I mean, that is unique. Now, I thought Rob Halford and Judas Priest they did a great job with their acceptance. And Rob Halford talked a mm. lot about heavy metal being a very, you know, and Rob Halford is is a homosexual too. And mm. he's talked about how the heavy metal community is a very all-encompassing, very accepting, very open. Mm. He talked about how it was important to be open-minded. And then, you know, he he kind of backed up the talk when he's on stage and he is he is singing with Dolly Parton, Jolene. Oh yeah, and it was beautiful, Dave. This was Simon Laban was was it was it was it was really um a, a great night, and it was a good night for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We we beat them up on a lot of stuff, mm, mm. um, and I think they did a sensational job with this. Um, the the other bad news we got at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was um 
Andy Taylor's diagnosis of cancer was revealed um, why he wasn't mm. there. And, it, and he's apparently not in good shape. So we pray for him right now. Um, you know, and, uh, but yeah, uh, Dave, I think if like I said, I think it was a bit, I think Dolly took this night and I think she was a big part of that whole glue this year with it. I, I think, I think she did great. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I heard, I read a lot about the, the Simon Le Bond uh, connection. Yeah, they were they were kind of it, there was a red carpet thing and they were kind of like she crashed the, the interview. It was kind yeah, of funny. I saw that. Yeah, and they loved it. They loved it. Like, yeah, crash your interview. You know, it's like, uh, but yeah, they hit it up too. Nice. Yeah, it, it, it was beautiful. Pat Benatar. Uh, I, I think the mm. I was really thrilled to see the Eurythmics. They gave a great speech. I thought that performance was a little mm. off. I'll be honest with you, um, mm. but it may. You know, it made up for it just to kind of see Annie and Dave Stewart back together again. And um, they, I don't think they had performed together in a long time. It kind of showed. Oh, they wouldn't have. No. Yeah. It kind of showed. Like, I thought their performance of What I Lie For You, which is one of my favorite tracks, was a little flat, actually. Mm. Uh, but when they went to Sweet Dreams, they kind of got it back together. And, you know, I thought it was, you know, all, all, all good at, at that point. So. So, yeah, definitely. I thought it was a. Um, There was another interesting thing. So. um. Carly Simon did not go to accept her um award and the reason was she had um she had her two sisters pass away. Oh no. Uh, um like literally a couple weeks before the event. So literally back to back mm. days they died. It was very the two the two older sisters. So she wasn't in uh she wasn't up to performing it. So Sarah Bareilles who inducted her uh sang nobody does it better. Right. And then Dave, I think your girl, okay, I'm gonna call uh -oh. your girl. Uh oh, Olivia Rodrigo comes out yeah, and kills nice. it with "You're So Vain." Ah, and Olivia, a, why, why is Olivia there? What's she um, doing there? Well, again, she was there. I guess they asked her. Now, the supposedly right. Alanis was Alanis Morissette was supposed to do a duet with her, and Alanis got pissed oh. off. At, Alanis is pissed off about the Hall of Fame right now and backed out. Is what happened. Oh, yeah, but Alanis, Olivia, that would have been amazing. It was supposed to be Olivia and Alanis doing this together, but I I gotta say, you know, and I've been critical of Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, she real, she made, she did very very well. With your Sylvain, that's probably the best cover I've seen anyone do of it. So oh, nice. She did a fantastic job with that song. Yeah. Anya Olivia. I mean, I'm excited to see what her follow up album is going to be like. You know, and, and and what she showed me is it's not that, um, you know, driver's license type song, you know, whatever. Oh. It, it, this, whatever. She's got a lot more to offer than, than what we saw maybe on her debut album. So, yeah. So I was well, really impressed. Yeah. yeah. I was very impressed with her. Nice. Oh, yep. good. Yep. So, uh, speaking of driver's license, speaking of Grammys, Coop. Yeah. Grammy it up. The Grammys. Um, so what I think we're gonna probably do a show in January on this, right? So we mm. won't we won't go but okay, so I'll just give you a, a few highlights, okay? Beyonce led the league in, in nominations. Yeah, I had a yeah, I had a read quick of the major categories. Yeah, I, I put a summary up on the website, but Beyonce had nine, Kendrick Lamar had eight, Adele and Brandy Carlisle got seven, um, six was Mary J. Blige. Uh, Future, yes. Harry Styles, DJ Khalid, yep. uh, The Dream, uh, who's a song, um, Randy Merrill. Um, so they were Randy Merrill's an engineer. Um, I think the big thing is, um, as it was, was nominated for record of the year, as we thought. Mm. Uh, it's gonna probably uh, break my soul by Beyonce's in there as well. 
Uh, ABBA gets another record of the year nomination. I, oh, I and, and an that? album of the year nomination. I did they, they pay someone off? Yeah, but they yeah we'll get into that. I know on the show, but they have ten. It's in the ten nomination category. What is going oh, on? Yeah. Um, but the big the other big thing I saw, Dave, is that I thought that this year the the um the Grammys did a better job at at recognizing the established artists, which has been a big criticism. And there yeah. are these are the following people who got Grammy nominations this year: Diana Ross for her work, by the way, on the new album; Kelly Clarkson, mm-hmm. Michael Bublé, Nora Jones, Brian Adams, mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Ozzy Osbourne, Willie Nelson. Robert Plant and Alison Krauss, Christine Aguilera, Aaron Neville, Cheryl Crow, Bonnie Wright, Government Mule, and Shaggy for his synopsis. Oh, and uh, yeah, Shaggy for he'll lose to co- to coffee, unfortunately. But yeah, I think he, so uh, too. But but yeah, he made well, it. And, made and Mary J, man, Mary J. Blige, I think is a big story this year. Her comeback album, I think, is a big story this year. Good um, album. It's a good album. I think we're gonna. I'm gonna. Have, I'm gonna pay a little more attention to it now. I haven't given it the full listen yet. It's it's on my uh it's on my playlist to certainly do that. So, um, I can say that I think they did a better job, um, this year, um, mm. at, at some of this. You know, Coldplay also got some nominations. Coldplay actually, mm. uh, Coldplay was nominated, if I'm not mistaken, for Album of the Year with Music of the Spears, which I I, I don't think is their best album either. Ooh. I uh well I mean you can even say Beyonce is an established artist because what she have like seven records out or something yeah I, yeah I would put Beyonce yeah. in the like like no, like lately we've seen the Grammys embrace the twenty something artists right mm. um and I and Beyonce's I think she's forty if she's pushing forty oh she's, she'd have to be yeah yeah so I mean if you count the time she's in Destiny's Child I mean she's been yeah put on records for a while yeah and like I said I think it's a you know, and we'll, we'll break down all these categories, I know, at some point. But um, I think it was a better year the Grammys had. Uh, mm. you, you know, so I'll just say this, and I was saying this to you before the show. When I was in Mexico, okay, uh, I was just in Mexico. I was on a trip to Mexico City. The song I kept hearing wherever I went, it just yeah, seemed like it was playing in hotel lobbies. It was playing in restaurants. It was playing in bars with Harry Styles, as, as it was. Yeah. That's I think that's gonna win. I I, I think mean, I think it wins record of the year. I don't know if it wins song of the so. year. I think it'll be interesting if it wins song of the year. It's been, it was so big, but it, I mean that's but but that's the the criteria I went for for Olivia Rodrigo and that did not win. No, no, it did so, not. It did not. I don't know. I mean, just that song. It was out number one forever. Yeah, it's been it's got to be Billboard's number one song of the year uh, because it, it's been yeah. on the chart for so long. I don't know if Harry's House is a strong enough album, though, to win no. album of the year. That's the question. No. I would be, I I'd say so. I mean, I compared to those. Yeah. Compared to those other ones, I don't think so. No, I think it's a um, I think it's an outside. Sh- I give it an outside. Sh- I put Beyonce ahead of it. And like I said, I think mm. Beyonce's Renaissance is a great album. Uh, I just love the whole vibe of that album that she did. It's a complex album, um, mm. and you know, I think I think people, if you haven't given it, um, but like I said, I'm really curious to hear that Mary J. Blige "Good Morning, uh, Gorgeous" album, mm. uh, which I'm gonna give it a listen to. Mary J. Man, yeah, that was good to see her on there. Really um, good to see her on there. Yeah, yeah, my uh, my girl Coffee is nominated for uh, the reggae album, so I'm very excited about yeah, that. Very, and uh, so yeah. reggae, if you're a reggae person. The uh, reggae uh, 
the reggae category is pretty stacked. You got Coop Shaggy in there and yeah. uh, Prodigy, who's a who's very good. Yeah. We'll uh, have so to include uh, the reggae you, category uh, when we do the show. If you like reggae, there's yeah. some good. Uh, Sean Paul, uh, Sean Paul, I guess they there. counted him as reggae. You know, I'm not, I always mm. remember he's up for uh, album of the year. Under we get some of these. Like it's hard to understand why some are nominated in some places and others aren't in others. But I, I was, like I said, I like the Shaggy album. I don't know necessarily if it's the best reggae album of the year. I no. mean, it's a good, it's a very good album. I'm glad to see no, Shaggy. But I mean, um, yeah, yeah, good for him to get nominated. I mean, I just think they're gonna want. Um. Yeah, more original. He's had to have won a Grammy before, though. Surely, I don't think Shaggy has a Grammy. Really, I don't think Shaggy. He's gotten nominations, but um, does Shaggy have any Grammys? That's uh, I'm gonna Google that one. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I just think he's put out so much. Stuff. Oh, he has one. He has one. Yes. Uh, I I completely forgot. He won it with Sting. He won Bombastic yeah. and he won it with Sting, yeah. So I did forget about yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yep, yeah. So good on you, Shag. Yeah, yeah, but you know, and uh, yeah. So good, you know, good job by Staggy with that. But yeah, we'll go over that when we uh, in January. Um, yep. So and, we uh, have... talk about the winners and predictions yep. and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. Um, we've had a couple of deaths. Since the mm. last show, um, the uh, first one is Irene Cara. Um, mm. I saw that who, this morning. Yeah, that, and we don't know how she died yet, but they reported that she died. She was sixty-three years old. Um, she was an actress, um, and a singer. She was known. Uh, she was. I think she was in the movie Fame, which she sung the title song mm-hmm. for Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. she was in Roots. She played Alex Haley's mother in Roots. Um, as a young, the younger version of Alex Haley's mother. Uh, and then she did, I think, the one of the most iconic um, soundtrack. I mean, what a feeling on uh, the Flashdance soundtrack. Um, hands down, just an incredible performance. Um, she, I always called her a two-hit wonder, though. I don't think she mm. really did, did much outside those two, the fame and the what a feeling song. But those are just... Mm. Um, iconic songs. Uh, she had a great voice. I'm just surprised she never had a bigger career. Uh, but she died uh, it, like the last 24 hours in the show. Yeah. Yeah. A, another uh, kind of big name. The name is not maybe big, but the band is big. Uh, Jeff Cook, who you may not know, he was mm-hmm. the co-founder of the country group Alabama. Uh, he died um, after a long battle with Parkinson's disease. He was a vocalist, guitar player, fiddle. And and Dave, you know, we haven't talked a lot about Alabama on this show. No. But if you go back to country music about 40 years ago, from like that 1980 to 84, in that whole um, urban cowboy Gillies era, Alabama was mm. also a key part of this crossover uh, with country. And they incorporated country with some southern rock, although I still think they lean more towards country. Um, but they were big into the um into the um crossover movement and they, they had a lot of success. They've won a lot of awards. Jeff Cook was a key part of it. Um you may know some of their songs like Song of the South. Mountain music's probably the song most people know. Love in the first degree. But they also even did a song with Lionel Richie on his Yeah, album. they were- 
called Deep. I mean, Rich- that was sort of their heyday, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, I think Lionel Richie did something on one of their albums too. I want to say, but Lionel Richie, uh, Deep River Woman is on the Dancing on the Ceiling album, uh, and it's a great, great track, but it's a great duet that they do. So you know, Alabama, like I said, I think they're probably a band in the last you know forty years that has been as big a country band as out there. Sold a lot of records. So Jeff Cook has passed away. I don't know if you remember the show, Coop, but do you remember the show Hee Haw? Oh, yeah. I used to watch that a lot. <laughs> you know what the problem and- was? Hee Haw was on against, it was on the same time in, in where I grew up against American Bandstand and oh. uh, and, and Soul Train. <laughs> they, it was oh. Saturday at noon, right? So most of the time, I admit, I didn't watch Hee Haw, right? But I, you know, occasionally I would put it on if it was a repeat I- or something like that. I used to watch it as a kid. I can't remember when it even aired. Um, and I, I remember seeing Alabama on that. Yeah. So that was my like first. Like I have very, I have a lot of childhood memories of Alabama because that was probably their like peak when I when we around that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeehaw, man. Oh yeah, but uh, Alabama has um. You know, they they like I said they were several times. I think they were even chosen like enter like country music entertainer of the year and stuff like that. Oh, probably. I yeah. mean, yeah, it was that. Yeah, no, that. Um, so yeah, uh, that was unfortunate news to hear. Yep, yep. Um, and then just the last thing is, uh, Thanksgiving weekend is always a little bit of a tough time because if you're uh, a fan of this person like I was. Uh, November 22nd, uh, this year was 25 years since Michael Hutchins passed away. I saw that. Uh, Good article, Coop. Thank, thank you. Very that. simple. You know, if you if you haven't given him a listen, give him a listen. If you listen, put some music on this year. Um, it, it uh, that was the day the music died for me. And I just remember where I was when, um, I got the news. In fact, uh, we, that was when we had car phones before cell phones and my car phone mm. rings all from my wife telling me oh, Michael car died. Phone, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. It's tough, man. I mean, yeah, it is so it was such a tragic and sudden. Yeah, thing. I mean, we're never gonna probably find out what happened, is what I'll say. But uh, mm. you know, it's a uh, the band still very much marks this day every year. Um, on social media, so it's a uh, you know, we my opinion, we we lost a one of a kind uh vocalist. I mean, I'm, mm. I'm 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 sure it's still a big story in Australia. You know, to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's been TV miniseries about him here and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, but I saw. I was. Uh, I did do some international scanning and saw a lot of the talk shows were talking about him in Australia. So. Mm. Uh, so yeah, they they definitely don't forget it for sure. Um. So any cigar news, Coop, that you um, want to share to the people? It's let me see. I'm just scanning it real quick. Um, it was uh very quiet. It's been very quiet the last few years. Um, I guess I'll just mention um the the Dojo cigars um that were announced. Uh, the mm. Dogmas. So there is a uh the the Dogma Sungrown's returning, and it might be the last time because as you know they discontinued the Underground Sungrown line. Yes. Uh, and then there is the new Dogma 10th anniversary. Uh, which is a six by forty six box press Bellicoso. Right, yes. So uh a really nice looking cigar. 
that they mm. did. It had some of the it had some of the dojo uh, tenth anniversary logos on it. Yeah. Uh, so those are going to be hitting the stores uh, probably after I see you, from what I've been told. Mm. So uh, that, and then the, the advent calendars are in full swing. I saw. Yep, the advent calendars are in full swing. So uh, definitely, uh, you know, Pete's are both out now. The Oliva one's out. Um, Abe's is out. So, you know, you'll want to check those out as well. Um, A little, little like, newsy-newsy types of pieces that we haven't talked about. Um, Big news is that uh, La Aurora and Miami Cigar, Cigar have parted ways. All um, right. So La Aurora is going to be forming their own distribution in the U.S. They've been Miami Cigar has been doing their distribution for over 30 years. Uh, this was not a crown heads breakup. It seemed like it was more of a evolutionary. Hey, it's time for us to kind of do our own thing. So I don't think there's any bad blood uh, that I've sensed with this other than this was just something that La Aurora was planning on doing. So they've actually set up a U.S. based distribution company. Uh, but that right. was the first time. That's big news because that's a long, that's a thirty-year arrangement that's been. Yeah. Uh, so that's um, that's pretty good news. Um, Nick Malella's new high cut castle, the Senate, the Senator, uh, which is the King Tut cigar, mm-hmm. is hit the stores. I've seen um, that. Yeah. Um, and another one is EP Carrillo has a cigar called the Allegiance coming out. And what's interesting about okay. the Allegiance is um, that's a it's a it's a it's this green banded cigar, but Ernesto actually went to Nicaragua and he blended it at the Oliva factory. All right. So that's kind of a, and, and it's kind of because they blended uh, Oliva blended the Cuba Aliado cigar over at Ernesto's factory. So I guess it was kind of a swap mm. they did there. But from what I was told, Ernesto was very hands on with that blend. So it wasn't like they made it and he's selling it. He went over and blended right. it. Right. Yeah. So we'll get into that. And Cigar of the Year stuff should be uh, the coupe list will start uh, on the 9th. Mm. We'll start uh, the countdown on December 9th. And the list is done. My list is done, by the way. I finished it uh, much earlier this year. So, Oh, nice. Uh, yep, everything's set. So now it's just I got to do the posts and some of the videos I'm going to do. Yeah, so stay tuned. That'll begin Ooh. December 9th. I'm excited. I love all the end of the year lists and panels and stuff. I love that yeah. stuff. You know, we were talking like like the end of the year snuck up us. I seems like this year. I don't know if it was me, mm. but like you know, I'm like David, we didn't do a, we didn't plan the Christmas show episode. I'm like we no. were you know, end of the year, so it's like so all this. I think a lot had to do with both of us being busy, and then, the, then obviously your trip coming too. So it just seemed like it thing, snuck up this year. I feel like COVID has sort of thrown off the last couple of years. It has sort of like it has really thrown everything off because those years seemed like they took forever. Uh huh. And then once stuff started opening up. Then time went by a bit faster, but you sort of like lost track of where you were. Yeah, no, it's very true. Um, and uh, you know, I think baseball also threw it off for me because, like, we just a couple shows ago we were talking about the Phillies, so, and now we're we're, right. we're we're past Thanksgiving in the U.S. already. So this really yeah. went fast this year. It did go by fast, man. Uh, Thanksgiving already happened. Yeah, I mean, Thanksgiving happened. Thanksgiving came earlier this year, though, is what happened. Because yeah. it came well, a week earlier yeah. this year. See, that's the thing about Australia. You can have Thanksgiving whenever you want. Right, I'm right. <laughs> uh, I'm having it Saturday before I go. There you go. Uh, yeah. So it'll be definitely. It'll be it'll be a good time. But yeah. uh, so so Coop, what are you what are you smoking? 
I see a smoking something there. That looks a pretty big cigar. To be it's honest. a big six by sixty. Uh, this is a cigar from Casa nineteen ten cigars, and it's part of that Calvary edition. And this is called the Hilguero. The Hilguero. Um, and it's named um, now Casa nineteen ten cigars. This is a brand that uh, I was just down in Mexico City. I went to that kind of equivalent of a Gazona Palooza. Uh, what they had. And they're a brand I've met them over the past few months, and they are a Mexico City-based company. Okay. Um, so they do some cigars in Mexico. This cigar they happen to do in Nicaragua. Um, but they all they use Mexican tobacco in it, so it's a Mexican San Andreas over a uh, old Nicaraguan tobacco. Um, and the Higuero is supposedly a horse that was owned by Pancho Villa, who's one of the heroes oh, right. of the Mexican Revolution. Um, and the Calvary Editions, a line of cigars that pay tribute to the horses of the Mexican Revolution. They just uh, they have one line of cigars called the Revolutionary Edition. They make those in Mexico. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. Calvary Edition they make in Nicaragua. And then they announced uh, one at the event I was at called Sol Soledera, Sol Soldadera, Soldadera, which pays tribute to the women of the Mexican Revolution. Wow. And that's made in the Dominican Republic. So they're kind of making cigars all over the place. Um, the other thing I'll just say what's unique about these cigars it's one blend, one size. So every every size has a different blend to it. So they, they blend to the size. So this is a 6x60, which I've, I've smoked several of these. It's really good. So uh, definitely it's, it's a brand. I think they're starting to get – it takes a while to build a brand. They're building their distribution in the U.S., mm. but they're great people behind it. The cigars are very good. They're not cheap, the cigars, though. These cigars are like $17. So, uh, But that's part of the course these days, I think. Mm. Nice. Dave, yeah. Now, Dave, you're smoking something. I was hoping I was going to be able to smoke today too, but I didn't have any left. <laughs> I don't know. I just had a I just had a feeling for this cigar. Mm -hmm. It's the uh the dirty rat from Drew Estate. Nice. Um I like the size a lot. I just like the dark, rich wrapper on it and everything. Um and yeah, the the was it the Unico series? I like the 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 um the Lancero, the like the forty. Yeah, I, I like that, but I couldn't get my hands on that, so it just I felt like a coupe, you know. Yeah, well, part of why I went with the Casa nineteen tens um was one I was just there, but two is uh it's one size one blend, much like the Unico series. It's the same deal. Yes, each of those blends are blended for one size, so. The Dirty Rat, uh, different from the L40, which is different yeah, from 40, the yeah. uh, UF, UF, uh, UF4 yes. or whatever. Yeah, so. Was it the, they, they have a, they have a fly pig in this, don't they? Yep. The feral flying pig. Man, I have not had a pig in forever, to be honest. Well, yeah. I mean, um, they, want, we have to get, we have to fix that. I don't know if I have any pigs, though. I'll have to see. I may be out of flying pigs. Forever. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but they come out once but, a year here in the states now. Yeah, well, they're very sought after, if I yeah remember correctly. Um, but no, didn't have a Christmas cigar this year. Unfortunately, no, he didn't. Um, I think I had to do more as what they released. I don't think I don't think they released the holiday blend last year. I didn't even see any, to be honest, Coop. Yeah, like, I didn't even see any like to buy ahead of time, to be honest. No, I mean that was probably what happened. We normally smoke the Viaje, um, mm. but I don't think the Viaje one came out last year. I may be wrong. Well, we just missed it, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I didn't see any for any of them. Like, I mean, the closest would be the 
the Thanksgiving Viaje ones. Like the the and they released the new was like Farmer Hatchet's wife or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like now she's a zombie. Yeah, I don't think they came out one last year. I looked at it. I don't think there is one from last year. Yeah. No. But uh but yeah. So Christmas Uh, music coop. Yeah, you know, um we do this every year. Um we've we've had Fred on. We gotta get Fred back to do this, but I think we'll invite him for the Super Bowl show again. Yeah. Um, because he did a good job with that. But uh but yeah, this is something we do every year. Um, we usually try to do the show a little earlier so you can have time to listen to it in December because uh, usually after December, people put the Christmas show aside till next year. So, <laughs> That's right. Uh, so yeah, um, and we uh, this goes this is a tradition that goes back to um, the old jukebox, mm. uh, jukebox show. Uh, and it was our second show we did together here. By the way, we're on our th- I think we're just around our three year anniversary here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're also we have to figure where we're going to celebrate. We'll do it a little late, but we'll celebrate. So yeah, this is. But we want to make sure we get the Christmas show in, so people have time to listen to this show over the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be great. It'll be. I, I love a bit of Christmas music. I mean, Coop, what, what are your sort of like your 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 things you look for in a Christmas song? Like, what are you looking for? Well, you know, I, I think there's two like. I always say there's different categories. So I look like, you know, mm. I like a mix of, of traditional um, covers of those traditional songs and then original songs. Right. So I like yeah. to get a good, good playlist every year of those three things. Setting is pretty key to me. Um, mm. And it's either there's an urban setting or there's the mm. mountain cabin mm. setting, I call. Uh, urban I like setting. It. I like that. I like that urban setting. You're right. That's yeah, a good one. This year I really hit the urban setting one a little harder, I think. Like that. Um, but mm. yeah, I mean, and obviously there's hymn type stuff that you're gonna sing in a church or something like that too. That I, I like mm. that, and that's some of the very traditional stuff that I'll listen to. But yeah, I kind of like the urban vibe. I mean, I'll just say, you know, growing up in New York City, um there is and I and I happened to go to Chicago once during the Christmas season. But you know, mm. when you go to those big cities, there's nothing like big city on a winter night. As well as just walking down the street, there's a there's a yeah. there's an energy to it um, that really kind of uh, comes alive. I you know I you know as much as I love Miami, Dave, I have been at Miami in December. It's not the same. I'll just tell you right. I yeah, don't, right. I don't okay. Have the vibe. Um, that snowy Christmas street is what I'm looking mm. for. Incidentally, I was in Mexico City and I didn't see one Christmas decoration out yet. No, no. no I'll just no. say that I was looking for that. And I was in some. I was on. Uh, one street, which was a very high end shopping district, and I didn't see it. So, mm, mm. so yeah, I kind of like that. And, and you know, I think what you'll see this year with some of the songs I picked, I I really went for some of those urban type of uh, things. Uh, but I love the mount. I love the mountain cabin, like where you know you're just yeah. in the cabin, you're relaxing and you're chilling. You get the Christmas, tree, you know, like I I wanted I want to have mm. another opportunity to spend the Christmas in a log cabin. It's it's something to me. It's something. Mm. Uh, pretty great. It's it's the it's the mm. antithesis of walking down that busy city street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love it. Yep. I love it. I oh, and you're right. Like the whole, I wish I should do that next year. That whole Christmas in the city or like urban Christmas. There's a whole like song genre like that. Yeah, and it's very you know, nice. It's very nice. I pick, I really thought I found some good ones this year too. Um, I like that, which are, which are interesting. In the city. Uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I like traditional carols and folk tunes. I love Absolutely. carols. Absolutely. I love them. Uh, I love songs with sleigh bells in them. Ding, ding. If you have a sleigh bell, yep, that works well for me. Um, I also have the pop staples that I love, and I'll have one on here. Um, the pop, the pop staples, right? Especially the song I have on here. I've just been—I don't know why this year, but I've just been obsessed with this song. Like I can't play it enough. Yeah. Um, that that we'll have here, and it, and I, and those songs—they remind me, Coop. I think Dojo is a fan of these. The like Hallmark movies, the like Christmas Hallmark movies, <laughs> they remind me of those. Um, yeah. You know, that kind of that kind of vibe. I love that vibe. And of course, I always have to have songs about uh, regret and torment. Right. That you always have the dark side of Christmas. The dark side of Christmas. Yeah, the Christmas song about loneliness and regret. That's what yep. I. Yep. I love those as well. Like your um. Like your fairy tale in New York type, uh, yep. type of song. Yeah, yep. yeah, and uh, and the one I always think about, and Fred always picks this song is uh, uh, the Kinks Falls of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You always, you always got to have a couple of those just to, to even it out. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, but hopefully you'll have a playlist of Christmas songs, and and I have to say, if you're like, where do I get some Christmas music? The Spotify playlists are quite good. Yeah, you have no problem. Like, they have all your staples in there. They're quite well uh, moderated, so you can get you can get some good some good stuff to put over. I got uh, I got some of these. I have on vinyl. I have a couple of vinyl Bing Crosby Christmas and a couple of people on here that I see on Coop in my list are sort of the kings and queens of Christmas records. Like they have five or six of them. Yeah, um, I didn't see many new ones now that. Like at the time of this taping that I was all that into. Um, usually you get something, but I didn't see any nothing really jumped out at me. So these are all none of these are new, the ones I picked. Um, but I, I think the one you I think you picked a new one. I have a couple of new ones on here this year, yeah. Um and um yeah, I'll mention them as we go along for sure. Uh, usually you get some good if you're lucky, sometimes you get some good various artists charity ones. Yeah. Around Christmas. Yeah, the very um, special Christmas series has yes. been uh for Special Olympics. They, they do that great series. I think I have one song from there this year as well. So there's there's music out there if you look for it. Yep. Um I'm gonna kick us off here, Coop, with a song that I love. Good good Celtic folk song. Um I saw three ships. All right. Which, I love the song. It's done uh, the version I have is by the Bare Naked Ladies. Mm-hmm. It's just a very good, very good beat, and it references Christmas. It's a good, uh, if you're not into the highly religious like Christmas songs, it's a good sort of like right differentiator from that. It sings about, you know, I saw the street ships come sailing in. Uh, it's just, it's easy, so easy to sing along with, too. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, that's a, like I said, it goes back. That's a kind of a classic uh, Celtic song for sure. That is classic. Yeah, it's a very good, feel, I agree with you, a very good feel good song with that. Um. Yeah, we haven't talked much about the bare naked ladies on on this show. No, I mean no. I I think they're sort of in that the 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 bare naked ladies. Like I love this song. They're around a long um, time. They're around a long time. Too. Yeah, they do good covers. I think the problem is a lot of their like heyday stuff is very sounds very dated when you listen to it now. Yeah, like it's very nineties. But uh, very nice. But hey, yeah, we we should uh, 
We should we should do that. Is yeah, I mean, uh, we gotta find out what Surgeon's opinion is. They're a Canadian band, I believe. Yes, I yeah. wonder. What I do oh, he's very pro. He'll love them. <laughs> he'll he'll hate them, and then yeah. you're like, oh, they're from Canada. He's like, oh, yeah. they're great. Yep. <laughs> he's very very pro yep. pro Canadian brothers and sisters. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, your first one. So you you so Coop. I looked at Coop's list. There's a lot of there's a lot of newer ones on here, which is very exciting. I went newer this year with a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. So the first one is a Christmas song. It has been covered a lot, but it's a mm. newer Christmas song. Uh, mm. The song is called What Christmas Means to Me. Um, mm. A lot of people may know the Paul Young version from A Very Special Christmas and the Stevie Wonder versions of this, um, but it's been covered a lot. This year, it's on Joss Stone's Christmas album, mm. um, and Joss Stone is a is a soulful. She's a soul singer, is what she is. Mm -hmm. Um, you we have to get Dave listening to more Josh Stone. That's going to be my goal in twenty twenty. I gotta listen to more Josh Stone. I've listened to a little. Yes, and 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 she has done. She's an. I just think she's an amazing voice. Um, and I'm still waiting for her to have that big breakthrough. I'm just shocked she hasn't had that big breakthrough album yet. She, I think she's only about thirty years old, uh, but but yeah. she has an incredible voice, and and her Christmas album is is really good this year. I'll just say, um, if you haven't heard, uh, that's a new Christmas album that came out, and you know, Josh Stone's got the voice to do a, a Christmas album for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but it's called Merry Christmas Love, and that was just released like about a month ago. So, uh, but yeah, it's just uh. What what Christmas means to me? It's a very I think people have heard this song before, but they just probably don't know the name of it. But it's 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 a song that was written yeah. back in the, like the late sixties, and it's been just covered over and over again by different artists. Mm. You find a lot of the songs that we talk about are going to be like that. I think. Yeah, I went like this. So I did five songs that are covers of traditional songs, mm. and then mm. I went with five original songs. So I have some original stuff coming up as well. Ooh, yeah, Cooper, yeah like that yeah um i yeah i sort of go i kind of block mine into like categories yeah so i'm in the like traditional so when i went in the next one i went oh come all you faithful by not nat king cole oh that's a great i love that that's a great version of that song it's off his christmas record mm -hmm. um which is probably one of the most famous christmas records there is i mean i would say that in bing crosby probably yeah. Um, I love this song. I love singing this song. I love everything about. I love carols. Nat King Cole obviously is incredible and is the staple. So it's just his voice is amazing. This is a good Christmas record in general. If you're looking for a Christmas record to put on. Um, yeah. Yeah, Nat King Cole, man, you can't go wrong. Oh come on, you know, like I think he does mainly traditional songs with a couple non-traditional in there but yeah great christmas record great song love me some nat king cole yeah no i think but nat king cole that's a, that's a i think that's one of the best versions of that song too i love that i mean version. the cover him by the fire like come on yep oh i agree, I agree. um you know my, my next one um is from an artist that i think this is a very new christmas album uh, that was released. Um, mm. um, it is uh, by Billy Idol. 
I, I listened to this. Yeah, yeah, by Billy Idol. Um, and I'm trying to think when this came out. It's not it, bad. It's not. It's not this year, but it was. It's been the last few years. Um, and it is from his uh, Happy Holidays album. Um, and the song I picked was uh, "Run, Run, Rudolph, Run," mm. uh, which is a Chuck Berry, a Chuck Berry yes. Christmas song. So again, Chuck Berry Christmas in that yeah. more modern vibe here. I took. Um, but this has been covered by many artists. And my favorite cover has been the Brian Adams version. Uh, he's got mm. this raspy voice that he does with it. Billy Idol pulls this off. It's good. It's good. I listened listen to it last night. Yeah, it's good. Um, like I said, I, I and, and I'm telling you, it's um, the if you listen to the Christmas album, it's it's not a bad Christmas album. Is what I'm just gonna tell you. It's a Billy Idol Christmas uh Happy Holidays album. Yeah, but uh, I I you know, and of course the Chuck Berry version's iconic. I don't want to ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, that's the one probably most people know. Yeah, and and you know, like I said, it's a good. I don't know how I would classify that. It's it's not the dark. Side. It's kind of in that urban feel, maybe too. I don't want to say yeah. it's the darker side of Christmas. Uh, no, but, but it's 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 you know it's. I think like I said, I call it a modern classic is what it is. I like to hear it oh, when definitely. it comes on. I like it. It it works well if it's mixed in with some of the traditional stuff. Um, this, like Cooper said, this song has been covered a bunch. Yeah. Um, I also was listening to some other covers. There's a Foo Fighters cover on some like heavy metal Christmas record. Wow. So if you like your, if you like your, if you like your Christmas music a bit heavier. Yeah. You can, uh, you can check that out. But no, I, 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 I didn't mind this. I mean, I think, yeah, it was, it was not what I expected. It was, but it was good. I didn't, I didn't mind it. Yeah. Good song. Yeah. Uh, now we go to my favorite Christmas song ever, favorite one. Favorite Listen one. Listen to it every year. I probably put it on every list. It's one I should say one of my favorite ones. Uh, it's Carol the Bells, and the, and I have the rendition like, uh, conducted by John Williams. I love Carol the Bells Coop. I love it. It's so epic. It is so epic. Oh, it hear, is like, great. Yeah, it is great. And you hear like a choir sing it. Coming in at all those different parts, it's it's a very epic song. I love it. It was it's on the um, Home Alone soundtrack. That's the version I have. I think that um, is a yeah. That's where it's on. Yeah. No, great. I love I love it. I love Carol the Bells. It, it me too. I do like that one a lot too. Oh, it's not. I mean, it's not a long song. It's maybe no, no, but it's it's a under it's a, two minutes. Two minutes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's it's a it's a it's a it's a great song. Um, it's mm. actually one of my personal favorites too. So epic. Um, yeah. Now we I, we talked earlier about the kings and queens of Christmas records. Coop's next song is by one of the kings of Christmas records. Yes, he's it is, and I was actually just looking because he has so many. How Christmas many has he records. had? He's got like Six? several. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> yeah, and it was like which one was I didn't write the album it was on, but uh, but yeah, he, this one is from his new one. Okay, that's what I'm, uh, he just came out with another one this year. This is Neil Diamond we're talking about, and that's right. uh, Neil Diamond Christmas. Okay, um, and I almost picked Happy Christmas War is Over, right, which is the mm. Don't Beetle one, but I wanted wow. to go a little more traditional. He covered that. Man. He covers that, yeah. Ooh, that's bold, Neil. Yeah, and it's, yep. it's I think it's got some of his older Christmas songs that are that are mixed with yeah. some newer ones he's done on this thing. 
Um, but you know, like I said, when you want to have a sell some records, there's nothing easier than to put out a Christmas yeah. album. Uh, it will sell you. But I picked Sleigh Ride. Um, yeah, which which is it's it's a non-denominational type of seasonal song, mm-hmm. but it's still very much a Christmassy type of song. I don't care, you know. But it's a, I, I'd say. It's, if you want to be technical, it's it's a winter solstice type song, I guess, you know? Okay. You know, but, right. But, but, but I think it's not non-denominational, but I think it's a great song. Yeah. I just, there's something, you know, it, it's something like, it's a cool song great to song. hear. It's, 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 I would put that song obviously into the mountain cabin scenario with me, you know, you're in the snow and, you know, the sleigh that's coming up to the cabin or something with some carolers on. But, yeah, Neil Diamond, you mentioned it, is the king of Christmas oh, albums uh, for sure. Um, like I said, there's, there's a lot of them out there. Um, if I, I We could do a whole show breaking down Neil Diamond Christmas albums. Uh, oh, yeah, there's so many. Yeah. Well, I have a soft spot for Neil Diamond. He is a Brooklyn guy. He went to the same high school my dad did, but my dad didn't go to high school with him. Neil's, Neil was older. Um, so and same with my uncle, but they went to he went to Abraham Lincoln High School in Brooklyn. So he's a Brooklyn guy and uh you know he's got Brooklyn roots and uh Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I have six records of his, I think. Yeah. Hot I August mean, night. Oh mm. I mean, I'll tell you, you know. Uh, Coming to America is still a, a great, great track as well. We got to uh, have a Neil Diamond show, Coop. I, I am in for a Neil Diamond show. I'm writing it down. Yeah, Neil Diamond. I saw him in concert when he came to Milwaukee. He came to Milwaukee. When was this? 93, maybe? And he, he drove a Harley onto the stage. It was amazing. Right. He still looks great. I think he's pushing 80 right now. He's, yeah. He he looked he looked fantastic. Um, you know he's he's showing a little more age. He's got a little more gray in the beard and stuff. But uh, but but his yeah, he looks, um he looks great. His pre like eighty five stuff, like his early singer song, that's so good. Yeah. Like you listen to these songs, just a quick Neil Diamond sort of aside. Like you hear Neil Diamond now, and people think like, oh, cheesy Christmas records, blah blah blah. But you go back to his early work and the amount of those songs that are covered, they're like, I never knew that that was a Neil Diamond song. And they're oh. so good. Yeah. And there's a they're lot of stuff so he's written. Good. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. I had another note here about that. I think that new album is on vinyl, too, by the way, which is Ooh, something I was thinking about think, getting. Because he was like, I mean, his heyday was sort of those early like 70s stuff. Um. He really records. hasn't. Yeah, I mean, he he, he had he had the heyday in the seventies. He, he had a had comeback a, in the nineties. He, he had a comeback, which is part of this tour was. Yeah, I mean, really, the end of the yeah. Neil Diamond era was when he did America and the stuff with Barbara Streisand. You don't yes. bring me flowers, and then yeah. kind of, but oh. then he had kind of a resurgence in the nineties. Uh, yeah. yeah, Sweet Caroline oh. became one of those um, wedding songs. You know, it became one of those sing along wedding songs. Uh. You know, there's just a, a lot, and he's got some deep cuts that are really good, too. I think what helped with the comeback is I think it was Pulp Fiction that had Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon on it. Yes, I think that had a lot to do with it. And that kicked it off, because then Urge Overkill did a cover of that. And that song is so good that I think it kicked off, because I, I think they released a live record around then. Anyway, this is 
we should save all this for our Neil Diamond show, which yeah. we are doing because it's phenomenal. He's yeah, amazing. I mean, there's just so much, uh, and there's some great albums that he's gotten um, as well. I'm just yeah, you're right. There's a lot of Christ- cherry cherry Christmas. I forgot about that one he's too. He's got to do like six or seven, surely. Yeah, there's got to be. Like I said, I I bet we can do a whole uh, just <laughs> on his Christmas songs, and we can probably do. You probably could. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's got a lot of them. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm just putting in the uh my uh Neil Diamond my document show. here. Yeah. Neil Diamond show. Yeah. So that I don't uh exactly because he's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I'll have the Queen of Christmas uh song uh records as well. Yes, you will. Uh, who also has put out like. A ton of those. Exactly. Um, I love this next one that you picked. Yeah, well, we kind of we kind of uh, double up here. We do an interesting little back and forth. I yeah. picked. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, win- I, yep. I moved it to okay. be coincide. Yes. Oh, good work. I picked Winter Wonderland by Bing Crosby. Um, now, the reason I did that is I lo- I got to listen to Bing Crosby at Christmas. Like it's a uh, yeah, it's required. But I'm like, oh, but I probably I, I I had to have picked White Christmas before, so I shouldn't pick that. Yeah, so I was listening to his his Christmas record, and I'm like, oh, Winter Wonderland is so good. Um, and he, I don't know, I, I I have certain artists that I have to listen to at Christmas, Coop, and he is he is one of them. I have to listen to this record at Christmas. I have to. There's like two Christmas records I listen to every year. Uh, or th- um, or three actually that I listen to every year that uh, are on this list, and that is one of them. His Christmas record in the Winter Wonderland is part of that. Uh, and that's an amazing that's an amazing song, by the way. Mm. Uh, in fact, I can I kind of put that into that countries ish. Um, mm. maybe uh a little bit again. Um, a non-denominational type of song, mm-hmm. but still a great song for the season, no matter what you celebrate. Um, but I yeah, it's it one of well. those songs. It's one of those songs. that's just sort of like you're talking about the sort of secular Christmas song that's just about Christmas. Right. You, so you, like, you, yeah, a lot of the a lot of the carols will reference God or Jesus or something. Uh, but there's this whole group of songs that's just Christmas and winter. Like that is yeah. it, and I think there's room for both of those types of songs. Yeah, is what I, my point is, I'm not like trying to be politically correct because my my fifth song no. is going to be much more of it. It's going to go in the opposite no. direction. But there's a but, but there's yeah. like yeah. there's sort yeah. of like you know a good mix of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and again, I just I I always strive to do that, and you know because again I understand and whatever you celebrate, you can enjoy these songs at the time of the season. I believe. God, I love Christmas songs. Yeah, dude. it is, it is. And I had to um, pick this song too, Dave. You did. But I listen I, to this version as well. This is a good version. So hey. I look, look. Um, I, this is the, I picked the version by John Travolta, Olivia Newton John, and Tony Bennett. Um, I wanted to pick something from Olivia's Christmas album, who's passed yeah. away. Um, and she did a Christmas mm-hmm. album with John Travolta in 2012. A very good album, by the way. Um, and I don't think it got the publicity it should have gotten. Um, that whole album's got great Christmas on, but but Winter Wonderland was on there. And with Tony mm-hmm. Bennett on there, kind of added a little yeah. bit of an X factor, I thought, with it. Yeah. No, I had to listen to this. I mean, it's it's got. I mean, me the original will always be the best, but no, I like I like covers of this sort of stuff. 
It's a little bit familiar with a different twist. No, it's yeah, good. Well, not looking. No one's. Um, this is not meant to do any disrespect to Bing Crosby, who, like I said, he is a a Mount Rushmore of Christmas singers. I mean, for sure. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but this one, um, uh, by the way, uh, and I'm, I'm going to mention another artist in a little bit. Air yeah. Supply, uh, also has done a great version of this song. We got to talk about air supply. Yeah, we have a, we have to talk about that air supply. I understand. We, we got to talk little, about it. We have a little problem with it, but we'll fix we it. We got to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. which is bizarre, Coop. Uh, well, yeah. I will get into that. But yeah. So I play Bing Crosby every every year. I also play James Brown's Christmas record. So I got Soulful Christmas. Oh, yes. By oh. James Brown. <laughs> yeah. You need a little funky Christmas, man. And it's like James Brown dressed up as Santa on the cover. Right. Like it's just, I love it. Oh, yeah. It's just ridiculous. Need a funky Christmas. You do. You need yeah. a funky Christmas, man. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just a great record to throw on, you know, while you're decorating the tree or whatever. Um, get that funky Christmas, soulful Christmas tree. Oh yeah. Yep, I agree. But I like that. It's a good song. Good, good. Pick. Uh, it's a good record. Just Is he telling a Christmas man. album, James Brown? Yeah, it's this is the one. It's on the whole album. There's a whole album of this then. Yeah, there's a whole. Okay. Album. I mean, I, didn't... I, I think. I mean, album. I think is a bit generous. Like, I think there's only like, like a few eight songs, songs on it or something. Like it's That's not still not bad. That's still, but back then when you know. Yeah, it's a little bit longer than an EP, but not quite. Yeah. An LP, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, so for Christmas, man. Yeah. Good. Good. Yep. Uh. Oh, now here we go. We got to talk about this, Coop. Okay. So I went in the opposite direction this time. And I've been picking all these non-denominational ones. Well, I went I went with a more, one with a little more of a spiritual and religious theme. And I went with Little Dharma Boy. Mm-hmm. And um, the I picked Air Supply's version of it. Air Supply has a Christmas album that they've done. They do. Uh, it's a great Christmas album. I've had this on CD for 30 years. It's a part yeah, of listening. When was that it. released? Was it late eighties or eighties? Late eighties. Yep. It was released. Yeah, and uh, my wife and I've always really liked that song. I love the little drummer boy. I love the they did that mm. that um that um. I was just gonna say something about my mother, and I see her trying to call me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, I used to watch that with my mom, and, and that's so make me cry. You know the whole story of the little mm. drummer boy. But the song was incredible, and it was a very uplifting song Great at the song. end. Um, and it's kind of a song that builds up, like it builds up as you hear it. Right, it goes from solemn, mm. and then it gets a little more. Uh, you know, I don't want to say what's the word. It, it it just kind of builds into a crescendo, is what happened. And mm. I think Air Supply is known in their music for building songs into crescendos, which is why I picked this version because this song building into the crescendo, it fits Air Supply's style, and I, they pulled this off beautifully. But it's not on the Australian Spotify list. No, I don't know. I mean, I think it must be like a regional thing, like. That one record maybe has some like weird it's called regional the, distribution thing. Yeah, it's called the Air Supply Christmas uh Air Supply uh the Christmas album. Uh yeah. and you got a picture of the guys with the snow on their head, yeah. Uh and it, that's on there. Yeah, it's gotta have there's gotta be like some some regional well, issue. It looks with like it. the, the guy, whole record. Yeah, it looks like the what's on here now that I'm looking at this, 
it's actually a playlist that someone uploaded here. Yes. So yeah, it's not wow. But yeah, I uh too red. Oh, I know, but uh. So what else? Let's see. So you might need to put a link to to it in the show notes. I'll put a link to, to it in the show notes. By the way, it's 1987 that album came out. Mm. So this we're talking 35 years. This is a um very interesting. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of original songs on that album too. But like I said, I went with Little Drummer Boys. I think they just they just knock it out of the park with on that one. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So. No, I love that song as well. It's How a great is that song. Australia? Come on, this is Australia. This is Australia's air supply here. We're talking about. Oh, I was. Oh, when I when I when I uh, I, I was so I was looking for the song, yeah. for for uh, the thing, and obviously I couldn't, you know, find it. Yeah. Um. So so I got down this like, air supply rabbit hole where I was just listening to like, all out of love forever. Oh yeah. Oh. And all hey. stuff. You know, don't listen to I used to tell people like when I was in college, if you broke up with your girlfriend, do not put air supply on. It it, it will it will it will send you over the edge. Oh, definitely. I, I would it, agree it, that. you know, if we ever get another love we have to probably get a love song show at some point back. We we'll have to bring Hector back for that. Because if Air Supply is not on a love song list of like the breakup. Oh, it'd have or, to be. Uh, the angst and stuff, yeah. Uh but yeah, they uh, but it's too bad because that is a great. I think that's a great Christmas album that they've done. I've had the CD for thirty five years. It's the same CD. Yeah. I play it every year. Uh, my wife because every other every other records on there it must be some distribution thing. I know that that was the last album they did with Arister. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. It may have been something I don't that they. Know. But uh, but yeah, it's like I said, it's got a lot of Christmas classics on it, and then they got two original songs that they did, and they're both mm. uh, "Love Is All in the Eyes of the Child" are the two original songs. Um, but yeah, they do they do a great version of "White Christmas" on there as well. Oh, I'm sure they do. So I'll put I'll put a link somewhere where people can find uh, that song. Yeah, put a link in there, and then you. But you you have but you have come through because I think I you're put, sub- I, you're putting a very yeah. good version in there. Yeah. I substituted it just so it was on the playlist with something you could that I could put on there. Yes. Um, with uh, Bing Crosby again, but Bing Crosby and David Bowie with Little oh. Drummer Boy, which is an iconic version. Yeah, and I know we've, I know, I think we've, we've probably included that in the past. I mean, that is the iconic mm. version of that song. Um, to that, if that doesn't move you, that again, if that doesn't move you, that version, you got no Christmas heart. That's what I'm just gonna say. <laughs> Like I can say, I, I don't know. I'll have to ask Aaron Loomis what he thinks of that song. Yeah, average. You give, you give it a, you give it a four. Four. Never again. I wouldn't try it again, though. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't go back to it. <laughs> I wouldn't go back. Back. No, what I, I would <laughs> Oh, they just smashed. We we forgot to put our Value Palettes uh, review of the Re- week. I listened to them do the HBC. Uh, Black Friday. Black Friday smashed God, it. God, they crushed that. It wasn't bad, that cigar. I, I was shocked. That was last year's. The, the Maduro, the uh, Broadway. That was a good cigar. June crushed, crushed it. that cigar. I know. They crushed it. Like, I think, I think, I think Seth was willing to give it another go. But they, everybody else just. Oh, my God. It was like. I, I, I think June gave it a four. It was something? like. It was bad, and it wasn't like I said. I actually thought that was one of the better Black Fridays, and and I haven't loved all the Black Fridays. I'm like that one's not bad. It's a strong. He gave it a uh, June gave it a four point four eight. 
Two. Yeah. Uh, Aaron had the high score. 5.85. He said the price point's attractive, but it's not a cigar. He'd see himself coming back to that offer. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. Little drummer boy. Song's attractive. Good first third, but, you know, I wouldn't go back I, to it. You know, that, 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 uh, David Bowie just, you know, <laughs> didn't really cut it on that. <laughs> Once Bowie comes in, it's just too earth forward. I didn't, yeah. didn't like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, but, boy. yeah, they both, they, they, they did not like that cigar. No. Um, but uh, so the next one, this is the other album I play all the time. It's a Charlie Brown Christmas record. So I put Christmas Time is Here uh, from Charlie Brown and the Vince Guaraldi Trio. Now, I always mix up the, the titles of these songs. This is the slower. This is the slow. It's not the. Da-da-da-da. This is where they sing. This one they sing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is the one where they sing. Yeah. And then there's that, of course, that iconic. You know, the iconic like Charlie Brown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But this is yeah, I love this version. I love this, this is one vocal too, yeah. version. I think this is I think this is the beginning. I think when you watch the movie, which we watch all the time, I think in the movie it's like the opening it's like over the opening title page. I think. Okay. It's like the, and then they do it again in the movie, but there's no singing. Right, right. It's just the it's just the instrumental. Yeah, no, it, it definitely uh it's definitely a good one. Now, let me ask a question. Has there been controversy of the Charlie Brown shows going to streaming services in recent years in Australia? It hasn't been a big topic Not in here. Australia. It's been more like, because you haven't been able to see them. I think it's on Apple TV here. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. I So see, we're I, just happy to have it. Yeah. See, I didn't mind that they moved it to the streaming services because, in my opinion, if you can... um watch it more than once or watch it on demand go do it the problem is it used to always be in the u.s cbs used to always have those yes yep and they and they used to air them like you know year every year and yep. everything yep but uh but yeah so no it's uh we just love being able to watch it like whenever we want yeah yeah nice. yeah so i mean I think the, I, yeah i think they're all on there aren't they like the halloween one and the thanksgiving one and yeah, they're all the, on there. I they're believe. all they're they're all on there. I, I mean, I still am partial to the Christmas one. I think it's a great. I think it's one of the best ones done. Uh, you know, the whole idea of the Christmas tree and all that. It's. I, yeah, I think yeah. I think it's I think it's a really really good one. Yeah. 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 And I think the music's great in that one too. I think that's what really obviously makes it the. Uh, oh, it's great movie. It's great great music. Uh, and our friends, I say our friends who talk about them is Vital Me Please. They have it, so you can. Get the vinyl if you like. There you go. They're usually on some like I think I got mine on candy cane colored vinyl. I think nice. They usually, that, they nice. usually have it on some. Pre- yeah. uh, oh, it's a, it's a very good Christmas yeah. record. Nice. What do you got? What do you? Let's see. Here's... All right, so I'm heading into my original ones now. So I picked. I heard five... this song. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh this is um from 2009. Uh, it's by the Pet Shop Boys who did a uh, Christmas EP, but this was really the only Christmas uh themed uh. This is really the right. only Christmas theme one on that EP. Uh, the song's called "It Doesn't Snow Often at Christmas," and it's that it's an urban sounding song. Uh, you can certainly play it walking down the street. You can certainly play it in the dance club. You and can, it's, yes. It's quintessential Pet Shop Boys. Is the best way it to is. put it. It's just if you want to hear a Pet Shop Boys uh, uh, interpretation of a Christmas song, this is this is what the Pet Shop Boys are going to bring to you. I wouldn't say it's the they're, they're their best song, but it's a very good Christmas song. I do like it. Um, 
and it's a, one I kind of go back to and, and, and listen. It was it got much more airplay in the U, UK than in the US, though. Yeah, but, it, um, but it, uh, it, I, I, it's very pet shop voice. Like, I didn't quite know what I was gonna get when I turned it on. But it is a very Pet Shop Boys uh, song. Yeah, I mean, you have to, to, you don't. I mean, it's it's good that you want you want them to keep some of their, you know, right. And that's their I mean, vibe. Look, I would say, look, they, if, if I wanted, if you want to, hear, like I said, it's a very electronic based sound. Uh, yes, it's uh, they have those Neil Tennant vocals, which are very unique, and um, it's solid song. It's a solid song. You can put it into a Christmas playlist, and I I don't think it's gonna be uh, offensive or aggressive, too aggressive. I think it will. I think you'll still be able. But uh, I could see it being played at a nightclub on December twenty third. People partying on December twenty third in a nightclub. I could see this song playing there too. So. Oh, definitely. Like uh, I said, it's just uh, it's it's you, you know if you're getting a Pet Shop Boys song, you want a bit of that Pet Shop Boys feel in there. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Very nice. It was cool that you had a Pet Shop Boys song. Yeah, I I, I had included that in recent years, and I'm like, oh, this year let me just include it. No. Yeah. Now th- th- this is the song that I can't hear enough, Coop. Yeah. I've been listening to like over and over again. It is Michael Bublé, the Bubbles, the Bublé, the Boo, the Boo, the Bublé's with. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I love this song. It's it, so good. Oh, it's so good. I and I know, like, I mean. This is a version of a song, but it's a great, it's, just, it's, a great it's so good. He does a great interpretation of this song, though. You can like feel the snow, like I. It's so it's soothing. Dimensional. It's got a three dimensional feel. Yeah, that's I think a good. Yeah. I said in the notes that I instantly think of snow and feel happy and relaxed. This song soothes my soul. If you're having a bad day or you're a little oh, depressed, this, on. this will yeah. help. This will help you, uh, for sure. You know, we uh one of our um one of our listeners, Mitchell, um, he's cousins with Michael Bublé, and he and he's the guy I want to get to do the Michael Bublé show because uh, he's got a lot of uh, knowledge of him. Um, you know, he's got firsthand accounts of like Michael Bublé, so I know this, we've, we've been song. talking about doing one next year. We got to get that going for sure. But uh, but I'd love to discuss this song with Mitchell, God, just because God. um to me this is a great this is one of the best interpretations of that song. Oh, I adore this song. I I was listening to this song and I listened to um All I Want for Christmas, which you have to listen to every year. Yeah. And I just think to myself, the amount of money they must make on royalties from those songs is just astronomical. I like All I Want for Christmas is you. I, I think it's a good song. Oh yeah. Uh, but and, they I like, must just... and I like last Christmas also, so but in, in November, Buble must just go to the mailbox, get these like fat checks because everybody's playing the song. You're again. right, exactly. That's Spotify, yeah. That's, and then, then this one probably, you know, then, then it's like ten months of like nothing, you know, with this one. <laughs> but then uh, it's like a present every day at Christmas, just massive checks. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly. But I, I, and I know the song is like everywhere. Like you go to the store, they play that. Like it's all over the place, but. You can never overplay it for me, Coop. It can never be overplayed. No, it, it can't be. Uh, but I, 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 um, you know, there's so many covers of this song too. But this mm. one's a really good one. It's the one that stuck, though. It's I think. the one. I think it's one of the best ones out there. Yeah. 
Um, you, you, on the other hand, your next song, maybe one uh, not quite, not quite played as much. Um, was played a lot in the eighties. Yes. Um, it's Brian Adams's Christmas Time, mm. uh, which I don't think was a B side. I think it's something he just released uh, as a as a record. Uh, it's not on any of his albums. Um, and uh, you know he's maybe you may know him a little more for the Run Rudolph Run, but this is his original song. Mm. Uh, and um, it, it's a great lyrical song, by the way, uh, because it's a song that explores the magic of the Christmas season and why it's special mm. and why uh, there's something special about Christmas time. Um, and I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful song. I'm surprised it's not one that's been covered more. Um, but it is it, it's a slower song, so it's more of Brian Adams doing the ballad type of thing. Mm. Um, and and what I like about this song, in my opinion, um, I could play it in the city or in the country, and it still has yes. So it's kind of one of those that you know it doesn't have to, it's not like the mountain cabin one, but it's not the urban one. Uh, and it's a very positive song too. Uh, if you have kids and they're young, it's a, it's kind of a cool song to have on in the background when they're opening presents and stuff. Um, I, I think it, I think it holds its own this song, but you're right. It doesn't get played a lot anymore. Um, mm. you know, I guess like Brian Adams had a little bit of a comeback this year, but you know, he, for a while his, you know, he was really kind of, uh, off the radar. And I think this song fell off the radar with it too. But, but, but in the eighties, this was very much on the radio a lot, this song. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, I uh, and it's not uncommon. I Taylor Swift has done the same thing to uh, put out, you know, like a Christmas single, like not an album, but like a single or a or or like just a you know a A and a B. I think Cat uh, Power's done that. I think a lot of people have sort of done that. Yeah, yeah, I have to. Where am I? Where am I at, Coop? What songs do I we got? We are. Here? You are right. We just finished Bublé. Oh, see, okay. I, I go almost, from. I almost picked this song, but I knew you were gonna pick it. I go. I go from right, <laughs> like a, a song that soothes my soul, to a song that's all about like depression and loneliness, <laughs> and like you know, and how the song is about how. The, the person in the song is going to all these Christmas parties, but they feel alone in the party because they can't connect yeah. with anyone. And that is Christmas Song by Phoebe Bridgers. I knew you were picking this song, though. Oh, yeah. I had a feeling. Very haunting. Picking. Great yeah. vocal on it. Great vocal. But uh, if you're looking for if you're looking at if, if I don't know, like maybe you, you need a you need a palate cleanser from all like the happy stuff. You need something to like, you know, sort you out. Bang. Christmas Song. Phoebe Bridgers. This is only a couple Very, years old, this song, too. Yes. And she has a couple of Christmas songs, I think. Um, but, but yeah, loneliness and regret, Coop. Two things yep. that go hand in hand in uh, Christmas. Yep. So there's, yep. There go. I like that other one. What is that song? Uh, she does So Much Wine is another mm. cool one. Yeah. Mm. But we're gonna get into the regret portion of my. Uh, oh, I bet. My, yeah, I bet that's coming. My thing. Yeah. You yeah. though, this next track, I heard it. I loved it. Uh, this must have been big when it came out. Yeah, I would think this came out on the very special Christmas album, which is again those series of albums they do every few years so, where they series. get pop stars covering songs and doing original songs to benefit the Special Olympics. Um, this is from the very first. Um, 
a very special Christmas album. And uh, the the uh, track is called Christmas in Hollis. Oh, yeah, by this Run is for you, DMC, too, right? Yes. So Hollis, if you don't know, is a neighborhood in Queens where Run DMC is from. Mm-hmm. And it is the ultimate urban Christmas song. I mean, it's 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 about Christmas in Hollis, Queens, right? It's just yeah, that's uh, right. It, it's got some catchy hooks to it, uh, and uh, it's got the Run DMC, the the record scratching in it, mm-hmm. uh, and it's got the the big bowl vocals like uh, it's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken yeah. and collard greens. Right, yeah, and stuffing yeah. eggs. It's great. It's a great song. I think it's a uh, it's a very uplifting song, uh, because it's a whole there's a little story about like how, I guess uh, he finds a wallet. It was like Santa's wallet. The whole song in there. <laughs> so it's a really it's a good good story behind this song, uh, and I can't believe this song's thirty five years old already. I'm like, yeah, I know. Where did it go? Where did the time go? And that, and that, don't they scratch jingle bells? Like, aren't they scratching like yeah, jingle yeah, they bells do. They scratch jingle bells in it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they, they they scratch jingle bells in it. Uh, but yeah, the they do a lot of those very special Christmas. This is the if you're looking at the very special Christmas albums, there's a different color for each of them. The red. This is the red one. Yes. Um. Yes. By the way, it's got uh the Pointer Sisters doing Santa Claus is coming to town. Mm. Uh, it's got uh Bruce Springsteen's doing Merry Christmas Baby on it. Uh, the rhythmics do Winter Wonderland. It's it, it's uh, Sting's got a those, beautiful song called Gabriel's Message on here too. Those records are really good. They're really good. Oh, that's what Run Rudolph runs on. It's on from Ryan Adams on that one. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a it's oh. a, and I think it's you could still get it. It's definitely still streaming it. So you could definitely oh, yeah. still get yeah. Oh, I love that. I I listen to this and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Um. No, love it. Love the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um. Oh. Now, I found this song. It's uh, "I'll Be Home for Christmas," which you're like, oh, that's very yeah, yeah, uplifting uh... song. But it's by it's by Casey Musgraves and Lana Del Rey. I was listening this one. Yeah. So. so it's got this weird, it's this joyful song, but then you got Lana Del Rey singing it. Right, so right. it's like, it's like, it gives it a bit of edge. I, I wrote my notes. It gives it some edge. I mean, it's a Christmas song by Lana Del Rey. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, Lana Del Rey, not known for the most uplifting songs in the world. No. Um, but it's it's interesting pairing. They kind of go back and forth on the verses it's a live version the one i was listening to anyway yeah um and it's good i mean casey musgrave's vocal leans really well into a a, a christmas song um and then lana del rey comes in and she's just so right yeah like 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 her vocal is just so haunting and sounds like it's just under this huge emotional weight (laughs) that's just it, it it just gives the song another dimension, uh, and I love it. And it's just an interesting pairing of, of artist and song that was really cool. Yeah, um, I I thought it was a, the the just the two artists pairing together. Yes, um, is quite interesting too. Because um, Casey Musgraves' vocal is quite glittery. It's quite it's quite upbeat. It's a very sort of fragile, kind of glittery 
sparkly sort of country vibe. Yeah. And then you pair it with Lana Del Rey that just sounds like emotionally tormented. <laughs> it's just it yeah. makes for a very interesting song. No, I know. Now, um Lana Del Rey, she she hasn't come out with an album in a while, but right? She's been no, well, she came out with um was it Chemtrails over the country clubs or whatever yes. it was? Yes. That was two years ago, possibly. Yeah. Maybe last year. Yep. But she does on Midnights. I thought you this is the song I thought you were gonna include. I, uh... She does do a song with Taylor Swift. Yep. Snow on the Beach. And what is it? Snow yes. And Snow I thought you were gonna yeah. pick I thought you might pick this song because there is kind of a slight holiday vibe to that song. There is. I mean, really, because another kind of Christmas song I like is a song about Christmas, but it's not a Christmas song. So like um uh so like uh Joni Mitchell yeah. with the river that is not a Christmas song, but she does jingle bells in it and it's about being being at home at Christmas. Um I think Bonavera does a song about Christmas, but it's not a Christmas song. It's like the song happens during Christmas. And there's a lot of like wintry songs that are like that. Um, so I think that's sort of like that. But I don't know. I wanted to go more straight up like Christmas in the title, like a like a definite Christmas song. But you're right. But she did do that. Yeah. Yep. This yep. Year. I, I thought it was a good song too. But I thought I thought you might one. pick I thought you might pick that song. That's why I was wondering. Nah. Well, I mean, I thought about it. Yeah, but I wanted to go more, more Christmassy, more no, like and that's, that's totally up. fun. Yep, I thought that was totally cool too. But you're right. That's the only now. I don't know if Lana Del Rey has plans. Usually, with these artists, if they start guest vocaling on stuff, that that means that something's in the works. Yeah, but I, so think I don't know. If she's got I think an album she's touring coming. next. I think she's touring next year. Oh, then she's definitely got an album. Yeah, coming. yeah. I don't think. I don't think chemtrails did as good as um as uh the the Norman Rockwell one, the one the previous one. No. Uh what's so, Norman fucking Rockwell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that record's good. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think, think I don't think it did as well. So it'll be interesting to see what the next record will be like. Yeah. I was wondering that too. That's right. So yeah, that's about a year and a half. Can you imagine Lana Del Rey putting out a Christmas record? What that would be, be it like? It'd be, it'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should do that show. Like, who do we want to put out Christmas records? That would be a good one, actually. Uh, yeah, but you know, Inexcess uh, doesn't have one actually. I was like, <laughs> oh, they're not. No, they they have not. a. They don't have a song at all. I couldn't find one. Hmm, that's too bad. At least on Spotify. That is. That's too bad. Yeah. Um. Now your next. Artist put out a Christmas record, much to your uh, delight. Yeah, this was a couple of years ago. This was one of my favorite uh, Christmas albums, uh, "Christmas in the Islands." It's by Shaggy. Uh, mm. So, giving you that, and I, I think I, I picked one from this album last year. So, it gives you that whole um, Jamaican reggae vibe mm. with Christmas, and uh, it's, it's got some original songs on there. Um, and I picked um, the, the lead single from that album uh no icy christmas uh mm -hmm. which he does a duet with sanchez who's a uh folks are familiar with sanchez a reggae artist from jamaica so he, he brings that in there um and uh 
I guess my comment here is this is just quintessential Shaggy. I mean, I don't know what else I could say about this. Uh, it's a really cool reggae song with that Shaggy vibe to it. Um, and I, I think it's one of the best songs on the album. And it's one I enjoy listening to. Uh, like I said, I don't get tired of that Shaggy album. It hasn't worn I on like me. Shaggy. I like Shaggy. I'm a big Shaggy guy. And, uh, you know, I think this is this was one of his best albums he's done. Uh, I think Shaggy's been on a roll lately. Um, just well, this album... The- Oh, sorry, go ahead, Coop. No, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, if I'm not mistaken, this album was quite well-received, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Um, I mean, so yeah. it was, <laughs> just the, Isn't the cover like him in a hammock or something? Like, yeah, like, it's like uh, him in a, in a... like. It's like him in an easy chair. Like uh, next to like a palm what, tree what, or something? Yeah, like it's, oh, it's, he's on the it. beach. He's on the beach, <laughs> he's holding a cocktail, and he's got some Christmas lights like around it, right? Which is kind of... Which is kind oh. of... But Shaggy's been Love on the I mean, he's he did it the has. Sinatra thing. He's done the Christmas album, and of course, the album with Sting, uh, which is talk about another album mm. they're going to do. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it's it, it's well, that album did well too. Yeah, that album did great. Yeah, well, forty four. Yeah, it was a great one. I uh, twenty six. I always mess the numbers up on that. I uh, it's interesting because like when he first came out, Boobastic, which would have been what like ninety six, yeah, ninety five. Yep. You thought, oh, you know, one hit wonder guy, but he's really sort of had a good career. He's had a very good you career know? and he's become yeah. he's now in a lot of ways, he's already become an elder statesman of, of yes, Red yes, Kelly, yes. as much as yes. that sounds weird to say. Um, I really think he he changed reggae a lot. Um and he did. And, and look, I'm not gonna say he's he's not pure pure reggae, but he brought reggae to the periphery. I don't want to say he brought it to the mainstream. Well, but he, brought it. he had a few singles that obviously were big. I would say Babastic. I mean, uh, and then she did some with Sean Paul or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, but uh, but this I one... Mean, I mean, rarely... Was, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, rarely does reggae cross over. No, that's what I'm saying. It always kind of hits the periphery. Yeah. I mean, but it like, wasn't me yeah. was... But then you people yes. say, well, it wasn't me really isn't a reggae song, is what they'll say. No, but I mean, if you're going to cross over, you're not going to be, you know, it's like Shania Twain or people that cross over or like nine to five, right? Yeah. People that cross over from country to pop. They're like, oh, it's not really a country song. Well, no, I mean, you got to you got to pop up the genre a little bit to get it to cross over. Um, and he I mean, and he did. I mean. Those those two tracks sold a ton, and it's hard for reggae to break through to mainstream. Coop, like I mean, you don't get a lot of it. A coffee's close. Coffee's close. She might. Yeah, this but album's a little the future, more reggae than most of Shaggy's stuff. Actually, it is. Like it's not like bombastic. <laughs> it's a little more reggae uh, centric. Oh God, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I, I, I love really think. I really th- yeah. I really think this guy's gonna be a rock and roll hall of famer someday. I, think, I, I mean, I, I really think he's he's deserves it. I mean, just you think just with the like longevity of it. The, the one the one thing I was shocked is that Shaggy never went into the movies. I thought he was mm. going to be in. The, I thought we would see him as a big movie okay. star. I really, okay. you know, just from his videos and stuff, it didn't happen. Mm. I don't know if that's not something maybe he didn't want to happen. But I thought maybe. he had this opportunity to be the next Hollywood superstar. Maybe I didn't. Yeah, that's interesting. Just his personality. He's really good on the video. You know, obviously he's got the music piece going, but maybe he didn't want that. You know, I, was, I don't maybe. know. I was, I, yeah, but I thought it was going to happen and it didn't. 
or maybe the stuff that was coming his way, he wasn't wasn't really that great. Right, I mean, I don't right. know. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I love that that album cover is yeah. the best. That's a good album. No, it's yep. good from him. It's a solid album. You can listen to it every year and don't get you can mix some oh, of them yeah. in your playlist and it's not gonna blow your playlist. Uh it's not gonna be offensive to your playlist, is what I'll say either. And people are like, Is this Shaggy? You go, Yeah. They're like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Now you have the king of Christmas albums. I have the queen. Yes, you do. Which is Dolly Parton, of course. <laughs> who I think has come out with six or seven. The first yeah. one, one, one of the, the Kenny ones, Ro- including the Kenny Rogers one, which you don't like. I know. Yeah, that was like eighty-seven. Yeah, either eighty-five or eighty-seven. But God, and that that's like the one that's well known. I actually picked one. A little bit earlier, so this is like 2020. I picked Silent Night by Dolly Parton. You, now, you weren't Dolly high Parton, on this album either. You weren't high on this album either. I'm not high on Dolly's. See, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here it is, Coop. Okay. I'm not high on Dolly's. I think the album before this, which is not good. I think I'm not high on Dolly's Christmas records because she goes a bit. Like synthesizer, cheesy yeah, on them. I, I I agree with you on that. I would agree. Where the songs I do like that she does in a Christmas is she's back to country, like their country song. Um, and I think I picked this one because it's it's pretty stripped back. Like you can't really synthesize up Silent Night. Like that's not good. So it's a very restrained musically, and her vocals are so good. And it's twenty twenty. Yeah, such a great vocal on it. Um, that that's why I went with it. I think out of when I get to now, the Christmas songs I do like Dolly doing are are yeah, or more grounded in country, like they're acoustic. They're they're far more grounded in country than when she tries to do pop, which just just gets a bit too bit too cheesy. And I think that Kenny Rogers record was sort of off of. The popularity of Islands in the Stream. It was. It was, yeah. Um, which, obviously, like, who wouldn't do that? Like, that song was huge. Right. But I think they go, it goes so poppy that it's just too, the the, the instrumental stuff just gets to me. But Silent Night, though, very good. Oh, very good, yeah. Uh, her vocal it on a- it. And in 2020, Coop, their vocal's so strong. Yeah, and to pull off Silent Night and have yourself a merry little Christmas, you've got it's a vocal. You gotta pull the vocal off on that. And she does pull the vocal great on that. She really does. You can't overdo the instrumentation on that kind of track because you'll kill it. it, It's all about the vocal with that, yes. Are you are you a fan of her movie her Christmas movies? Because there's Uh... only one I there's only one I really liked. Most of them I've been disappointed with. Yeah, I mean, I think Dolly's a great actress. I lo- like nine to five. She's amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, they're all right. I like Smoky Mountain Christmas with, with yeah. the six million dollar man Lee Majors, the whole story with the office. <laughs> I thought it's a really good one. I thought it, that was a TV movie she did, and I thought that was really good for a TV. Movie. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I gotta be in the mood. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But, but right. Smoky Mountain Christmas, you go back to it, it's kind of like a, a little bit of a cheaper production because it was a TV movie, but it's still pretty good. Yes. I thought it was a pretty, I think it's still a pretty good story, actually. I remember hey. watching that in college. 
Mm. Mountain Dan. <laughs> that was Lee Major. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Now the other per the other thing Dolly does a lot is she has a couple. I didn't pick any of them, but she has a couple with Miley Cyrus. So I think isn't she like their her godmother or something? There's some there's some connection with that. Yeah. So she has Miley Cyrus on a couple, which is interesting. Yep. yep. But Coop's gonna close. I listened to this one. Yeah. <laughs> this is interesting. Yep. So there's a few mixes of this one, but I picked the uh, one called the Cut Chemist Remix. It's called Yule Time Throwdown. <laughs> and it's with Blondie and Fab Five Freddy. So mm -hmm. this is what it does. This is, came out last year. This has kind of been my Christmas song of the year this year. It's the one I'm listening to all the time. And they bring Fab Five Freddy, who is the uh, the subject of Rapture, the song. And essentially, they take Rapture and they morph it into a Christmas song with guest Fab Five Freddy. So it's got mm. elements of rapture in it, and it's got elements of Christmas music in it. So I'm counting it as an original Christmas song. Um, this one might be a little more aggressive on your playlist. Like, so this one, yeah, may not yeah, necessarily onto your playlist. But I love this. I, if you're a Blondie fan, I know Dojo doesn't like Rapture. Hopefully, he's got <laughs> likes and likes this one. Um, I like this song. I, 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 this song it made me feel good. It was, it was just really cool. Um, and if you listen to Rapture, some of the like listen to Rapture first. There's elements mm. in that song, some of the bell type of sound, yeah, that, that you can see, I can see that. over into a Christmas song. When you go back and listen to Rapture, you'll say, "Yeah, I could, see, I could see the mm. the instrumentation having a little bit of a of a Christmas." bell uh, chime theme to it and then they mm -hmm. take it in there and they bring fab five freddy in which i think is really really cool he does a great job on that um it's it's a, it's a cool song um but like i said i don't know this one you may want to think twice before putting it on your christmas list just because <laughs> it, it's definitely gonna be different is what i'm telling you oh yeah oh yeah. that different oh yes that's one way yeah it's up. different it's urban it's i'm just gonna say it's very urban style like uh i can said christmas and Hollis, you can get away with on your this one I'm not gonna tell you not to put it on there, but if you're, it, no. it, it could break the, it could break it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but it's been uh, like last year was my uh, was Cheap Tricks. Uh, I want you for Christmas. I was hooked on, and I still love that song. But this is the one I got hooked mm. on this year. I've been listening to it uh, for the past several weeks uh, for sure. <laughs> yep. Love it. Yeah. Ah, uh, Yule Time Throwdown, the Cut Chemistry. Yule Time Throwdown. That's who it is. Yep. <laughs> I guess final thoughts on Chris. I love Christmas music, Coop. I mean, I think a lot of the times, I mean, I love it. Love it. And the songs are so, I think the thing about what I love about it so much is that even though usually it's music that's on in the background, right? Like usually it's music that's playing while you're decorating the tree or when you're having dinner or whatever. Um, like they're so ingrained because they've been covered so many times. I mean, the original ones are fun, but the, the ones that have been covered so much, they're so ingrained in your childhood that, like, you hear them and you instantly know the entire song. And, you know, you get all those feelings coming back. And I love Christmas music. I, I do, too. Um, and like I said, you know, I try to mix it up with a lot of different ones. Um, some of the hymn stuff is great. Uh, you know, uh, you know, there's just some... Uh... Uh, have yourself a merry old Christmas to me. I didn't include that this year. There's some great covers of that, and and you could take about you could put about a list of twenty classics, right? Oh yeah. 
and then you could probably expand that list and put four or five covers by whether it's a famous artist or a local someone local or you you could and you you can listen to it in all these different interpretations and you can really make make out for yourself uh I, I think it's the one you know I'm always the one who likes the cover to sound as much as like the original but there's a lot of creativity you could do with, with these things too um I like mm. original songs I do like when yes. we get a good original song I think there's been some good ones you know that, that have you know come out this year or the last few years I should say so mm. um you know, and, and, you know, here's the thing. You can probably just go to your Spotify or YouTube and you Google an artist and a Christmas song. You'd be surprised. A lot of artists yes. have Christmas songs out there. Yes. I think I agree. You hit it on the head is that I think mixing up your playlist so that you have some originals in there, some like ones everybody knows. Because you get to the original and you're like, well, I didn't know they put out a Christmas song. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. it it just like it just it just keeps the keeps the 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 playlist interesting. Yeah, or you can put your Neil Diamonds on, and you can probably have a, a full Christmas list for the. <laughs> yeah, Neil Diamond <laughs> or Dolly, you know, mix it Dolly, in. Dolly, you just yeah. have it forever. Yeah, so I mean, you have a. Uh... Then there you go. That that would be a dream one. You get those two to do one. If they yeah. haven't, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, you... Well, now you're gonna get a a Dolly uh, Simon LeBon. Uh, Christmas record now they're they're like best friends now. Listen, I I I can I'm telling you, there's gonna be on that album. I'm gonna make a prediction. They're gonna there'll do a song. Two, there'll be two or three artists from who are on that stage with Jolene on that album. There's no question. Uh, and I'm telling you, I'm not gonna be surprised if Rob Halford's on that album with her. I could see. I would like to have because Dolly did put out a record this year. Yeah. Which is quite good. I mean, it's in, I think it was in line with her movie that yeah. she had coming out. I I would love to get Coop. I would love to get like a Dolly Duets record. Yeah. You know? Because she's be... talked about wanting to do songs with all these people. It'd be great to get something like that together. You know, it would be. And, you know, even some of the, the female artists, um, you know, like I would like to see her collaborate. You know, Brandy Carlisle was up there. Yes. Um, Annie Lennox. Um, you know, I I could see. I think there's gonna be. I think she's gonna have a lot of guests on this rock album, though that she's coming out with. I I really do. Um, I I just got I got that feeling up there that that the you know the only person who wasn't on stage with her, uh, who's there were, there were two people who weren't on stage with her that I could think of Eminem, which I, okay, I don't know if they yeah. asked him, but I was surprised Lionel Ricky wasn't on there. But Lionel Ricky was in the crowd. He's singing along. And he's like. I don't know if he was like, I don't know if he got excluded or didn't want to do it, I but, but I was surprised that Lionel Richie wasn't on there. Oh, you know, oh. get, 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 get Dolly doing a song with Rihanna, man. Oof. You get, Dolly uh, Mary J. Or, Blige. Or, or, I'm telling you, I'd like to see uh, her and Olivia Rodrigo after I saw Olivia. Oh, yeah. Um, she was very impressive. Uh, doing, and uh, uh, to do uh, You're So Vain. It would be cool. Is a complicated yeah. song to do vocal wise. Oh yeah, yeah. But it it would be cool to have Dolly like the established artist with like some of these newer people like Olivia Rodrigo and yeah. I, and I think Dolly like would, would do fun. it. Um, I think Dolly's into that. I think she kind of has a little bit of Elton John mentorship that she likes to do. Well, I know that she's been out in the press, like saying how much she wants to do collaborations with people. Yeah, just generally. So. Oh God, 
Oh, her and get her and Swifty. Her and Olivia Rodrigo. Harry. Oh, her and Harry. Oh, that would be great. That yeah. would be great. You know, oh, her, Chris, Chris, her, and, her and like Chris Stapleton. Stapleton. That's what I'm thinking. That would be really. Uh, that would be really good. You know, I, I don't think she'll ever break the bond with Kenny Rogers, though. But, you know, it would be, yeah. I'd like to see her maybe get another. Uh, you know, male counterpart, you know, like that. Her and Chris Stapleton would be the closest thing to that with his vocal. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I know Dolly listens to the show, so she'll be she'll be writing this down. No, she. Uh, I tell you what, she was. She, you know, she talked a lot about her husband being a big yeah. rock fan too at the at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's the one thing with Dolly. You don't see a lot of the husband. He stays in the background, from what I've heard. Mm. He's very content. They've been like together forever. 56 years. No kids. Mm. No kids either. Mm. But Dolly's everybody's grandmother. I mean, she was yes. all like, you could just see he was like maternal, like with, with Simon LeBon and Rob Halford. It was, it was, God, I love Dolly Parton. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. You have to kind of scoop. It's on YouTube, some of this stuff. Definitely catch it, Dave. It's worth it. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's Dolly. Are yeah. you kidding? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but let's, let's have our thoughts on our cigars here. You're working your way through yours. This is a bold, bold cigar I'm smoking. Uh, Drawing next, it looks good. Draws perfect. Uh, it's a bold cigar. Um, it's a full-bodied cigar. I'd say it's medium to full in strength. Um, just you get those nice. If you like, it's a little sharper spice-wise, and maybe I prefer sometimes, but it's still very good. Mm. Retrohale is sharp on it. You get those cocoa notes. You get those those good Nicaraguan. You get some of that sweetness and spice that you get from the Nicaraguan tobacco as well. It works really good in a sixty. I think this would this would be a mess mm. in, a, in a Lancero personally. Um, All right, but it's bold, so it, good I fillers. Yeah. So do you think it's like a blend that you could only have in a sixty? Like, I mean, yeah, it, this blend yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out of it. If you get too much wrapper, because I'm getting the Nicaraguan tobaccos, and I could taste mm -hmm. like the Esteli and you know the sweetness from you know some of the Jalapa in there. So, uh, and uh, you know, like I said, it's got, it's gonna give you that like a Mexican wrapper, which this has, is a little pungent. So it is gonna give you a little bit of a, of a pungent, but not harsh spice. If yes. I had to say, but it's a sharp spice. You're gonna feel it on the retrohale. Uh, it's it's a good cigar if you're gonna give that guy who wants a big, big, strong, sixty ring gauge cigar. This is a great cigar. Right. It's not cheap. It's seventeen dollars, but I, I I think it's one of the better cigars they've done. It's it's just on that cutoff point from being almost too expensive, though, isn't it? Really, it, it is. I, um, it is. But I'd say this is just one, on that border. I would say this is one I'd easily recommend someone buy and smoke. Uh. Nice. If you're, if, but if you're not a sixty ring gauge fan, this is not going to win you over as a sixty ring. Gauge. Okay, I think you have to how be a sixty it, ring gauge fan to to enjoy this cigar. How does it smoke for a sixty? Because I know some sixties, the drawn stuff's a bit harder. The construction's per a bit. How's perfect. it? Perfect. Yeah. This is perfect. Uh, I took this back from Mexico too, but I had smoked this it's, before and yeah. Because it's rounded, isn't it? It's not box pressed or anything. It's rounded. Yeah, no. they, all the cigars are, are rounded. Um, but I, this, I smoked a few of these down in Mexico too. I enjoyed them. Uh, when we were at some of the events, you know, I just said, ah, give me the 60 cause I want to sit back and relax for a few hours, you know, um, and, and smoke, um, mm. um, you know, and uh, I had a couple of tacos in me. I don't want to have another taco oh. by the way for, <laughs> I'm sick of tacos, right? <laughs> uh. But, uh, 
But yeah, I smoked one of these walking down the street in Mexico City one day. It's a great walking city to do. Uh, but it's 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 what I like about it. It's not a loose drawer, so you work the drawer slightly, mm. which is what I like. And the combustion you can see is just just pristine. Yeah, on spot this on. Thing. Yeah. And the and the burn is is fantastic. And I took this back from Mexico, so uh, yeah, yeah. I'll bring nice. you. I'll bring you something to smoke from them. I don't know if this is your style smoke, but uh, but certainly uh, I I'll bring check you. it out. I have to say, since you sent me, like, since you sent me those um, asylums, I have been far like far more open minded around big gate ring gauge cigars than I have in the past. They look, I think no one does a better 70 ring gauge cigar than them. The Perdomo does it good with the Immenso, but I think Asylum, when it comes to the 70 ring gauge cigars, they're making the best ones out there. The Asylum 7 is Bear and I's favorite 70 of all time. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, if you the Barber Paul Ogre is, I think, the other one you need to smoke. And I yes. sent you, the, I sent you the uh. The full Candela one, mm, yes. Which, which again, I was surprised. Uh, but the the ogre is better. That's the Barber Pole one. But no, I've I've been way more into sixties lately. I don't. Know. Yeah, I mean, you got to have a sixty. It's it's got to be blended to a sixty. That's what's yeah. key. Yeah. Um. So I got I got the Dirty Rat. Which is interesting. I'm about the same way through as well with your 60. That's a slow burner, though. They burn slow it those dirty rats. So that's not, that's not surprising me. Construction, everything like you uh, imagine is amazing. It's just so deep and rich. And I love this cigar. It's great. Great size. It's a good cigar. Yeah. Like it, I said, it, I and it's a lot different than the Lancero. The Lancero is like worlds different to this cigar, in my opinion. Yeah, even though it's the same blend or whatever, but it's a uh, oh, just a great cigar. No, oh, it is. I, hey, before we get to new music, right? I just want to make yes. a couple of notes here on some scores. Go um, ahead. So Michigan has beaten Ohio State badly. Uh, badly. Oh, they're they're beating them badly, forty-five to twenty-three. Bye. So that's big. That's big right now for Michigan. A lot of people think they could win it this year. Man, uh, that that Big Ten. The East and West is so lopsided. Yeah. Like, whoever is going to get to the Big Ten Championship is going to get destroyed by the West or by the East. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I do. I mean, it's going to go through Georgia, I think, too. But I think it's going to be Georgia and Michigan this year. Um, really? Yeah. I just have that feeling. I haven't been following Michigan to see, like, how good they are. They're, I God, think they're I like undefeated. George they're now. undefeated, I think. Oh, I think all the top. I think the top four are all undefeated. Yep. yep. Just TCU is just blowing the doors off of Iowa State. No, I know. Um, another big score here in South Carolina. Uh, the uh, University of South Carolina. My daughter is on Alamada. My son was Alamada. Beat Clemson thirty-one to thirty, ending a. That's a big. Game. That's big. That yep. is big. Yep. Uh, and that Clemson had won forty games in a row at home. That's a big rivalry, and that's one, uh, you know. But yeah, they so that one is uh, happening there. Um, the other thing, and we haven't really talked, and this is kind of a lot of us have been talking a lot about this. Um, World Cup. So yes. uh, we U.S. Uh, Aaron Loomis, who is not high on the World Cup, um, no. is not high on the fact that uh, 
U.S. held England to a scoreless tie, right? Yeah, with the best player in the, one of the best players in the world, Harry Harry uh, Kane on that team. That's a huge. U.S. has a, basically U.S. beats Iran. We go to the next round, and Iran is not a pushover team, by the way. Right, I, Iran is a legit. But big score today. Australia pulls out a win today. Did they? They got they got Canadian, rolled they, up and smoked they, by <laughs> France. Well, look, France is France could repeat. They're good. Okay, so, uh, but um, if you're actually looking at um. What's happening in uh, the World Cup right now? Um, it's kind of interesting because Australia, I think, has a shot to go to the next round. Do they? That would be uh, the first time they, in a long time. They are. Um, so they are with three points in second place, um, and they got to beat Denmark. If they beat Denmark, uh, they go. They go. Okay. So uh, they beat Tunisia, but they got to beat Denmark. Is not a pushover team either. <laughs> so that's gonna be tough for them. <laughs> I have to say, I gotta, I gotta side with, uh, Lewis? with, with Lewis in some respect, because like I see a zero-zero tie, right, and I'm like, why did we get out of bed? Well, but here's the thing that uh, goals are very well, important in the in the World Cup. It, it will, it's oh, a I, tie-breaking factor. So, oh, this is totally from an ignorant perspective. I mean, I gotta quote, I quote <laughs> Seth, and I go, what, what the hell are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? The problem is, like, I don't want to see shootouts in these preliminary games because no, I mean, it, it's it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, I've but, always hated shootouts because it's like, yeah, let's just do something that I mean, I know they're dramatic, but it's like totally unlike uh, the game at all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the way I would do it is I would go to do an overtime period and then pull one guy off the field on each team and something like that, maybe before you a shootout, one on one. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get the one. But uh, but nonetheless, uh, it is people are getting it. And here's what's really cool. It was really cool watching World Cup games Thanksgiving weekend. I think it's a great time of the year. OK, doing. I'd like to see it continue. I, I wish they would move it from the summer. I think it's perfect when they're doing it here. Right. So. So, yeah. So that's what's I, going on there. Um, And then I think just the other sports thing we'll mention is, uh, boy, the Packers are terrible. They're brutal. Yeah. The Giants are in trouble. There's no question. The Giants have some injuries and has the uh, has has the blue come off the Dayball Rose? No, they, it, uh... they 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 hasn't. They, they played good against the Cowboys with the injuries, so hey. I don't think I don't think it's come off. But if he loses a couple more, it's gonna. The defense has been very spotty the last few weeks. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, but but for Skip, how about them boys? Right, Skip. Listen, they're, they're... I'm gonna say this. I think the Cowboys are a dangerous team. I'm gonna be honest with you. Skip, if Skip's listening, uh, Cowboys could go to the NFC Championship this year. Believe it or not. I oh, think easily. They're, they're they're playing very good football right now. I'm not sold on the Eagles. I, I I'm telling you, I think the Cowboys could still win that division, and I think it could be them in San Francisco in the championship game. I see. The Eagles' defense is good. I think the Cowboys' defense is equally as good. I think where it comes down to is like the the issue I have with the Eagles. Is that if Jalen Hurts is a bit off or a little bit nicked up and is too injured, like their offense it just would fall apart. I mean, he's that he's their offense. He's carried them on his back, especially in the last game. So where, yeah. where the Cowboys have proven, if they don't have Dak, they can still like piece it together. Yep. Where I don't think the Eagles can, if like Jalen Hurts is too injured to play, or yeah. or even if he's playing but playing a bit injured and can't run as much, or. Yep. That's a I problem. Agree. That's it's it's like the Ravens. It's like Lamar Jackson in a way. Yep. 
He's like, got he no needs Lamar Hunt, Jackson. To, yeah. To, yeah. He has to. I mean, it's it's sort of like when with uh, Cam Newton, it's like you get these quarterbacks that are like 80 percent of your offense. Yep. Yep. And then the other news is making of that uh, Panthers coach Matt Rule, who was fired this year, is the new Nebraska coach. God, Nebraska. You talk about a dumpster fire. What, what happened are they doing? Oh, they, they, it's a shame. It, it, <laughs> I think that move to the Big Ten was the worst thing they did. They I think I think that was a bad oh, yeah. move they made. They just they, they 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 were hoping that Frost would be the savior, and he just wasn't. No, he wasn't. Then, um, of... He wasn't. I mean, they're bringing in Rule, who they think is going to be the answer. Um, I don't know. I don't. You know remember when right. Nebraska was good? <laughs> like, I mean, they like were they ago. were elite at one point. Um, I mean, in Where the Nebraska 80s, Oklahoma was just this massive game. Yeah, now it's not even played anymore. Mm. It was one of the greatest rivalries. That you'd always get that game Thanksgiving weekend. That that team, I don't think it has been a college team fall off as hard, to be honest. Oh uh, yeah, they've fallen hard. Um, you're See, right. I'm trying to think of even another. Tech, even Texas, like I would shout out Skip again. Even Texas, they've had like dips, but they've always been like around. Like they've had down years. Yeah, I think where Nebraska's just fallen off a yeah. Nebraska's just fallen off a table. Like they, they have they were, just. They are terrible. Mm. They're terrible. It's a shame. It's but like you're Miami. right. I'm, Miami's had their moments at least, though. Yeah, but, but, but Nebraska's fallen to Nebraska's fallen to a losing program. Oh, they fell to a they fell into a, like not even a bowl, like Miami at least will be in the bowl picture. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of another team that's fallen that's off fallen of off college sports, and I can't think of another one. UCLA. They're having a good year this year, though. Yeah, that's true. They're having a good year. I mean, um, I mean, even USC, they'll have like bumps in the road, but they're back. Yeah, same with Notre where, Dame. Where Nebraska's their, just been. Notre Dame's got their bumps at times, but they're they're good. I mean, I mean, Wisconsin's down, but they've never really been a powerhouse. They've, they've never been, been like a, a Big Ten power, but they've never really been I mean, a national they, power. They've never been a national contending no. team. No. Um, they've been more regional powerhouse. Yeah, you know, I'm trying um, to think. Uh, you know, Auburn's always every few years they're good, and then Clemson, yeah, LSU. You know, they kind of hang in there. Mm. Um, but boy, I I think Nebraska has to be the cake there. Yeah, I don't think there's been a bigger brand that's fallen off as hard. No, no, definitely not. I mean, even Oklahoma, you still are, like interested in their games. They had a right? couple of bad years in the '90s before Stoops got there. The John yeah. Blake years were pretty bad. Yeah. So, but they came back. They got back. Nebraska. It's now. I think that move to the Big Ten oh. was was the worst move they made. Mm. Like the only always, time yeah. I remember Nebraska being good is with Osborne. Yeah. I and mean, when they, was that? Nineties. That was 90s. forever ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, Coop. Yeah, it's a shame. That's a shame. But, but it's uh it's so it's it's Penn it's, State uh, hit, up, hit it, but they came back. Penn yeah. State maybe the other one. But they came back quick. They bounced the, back but quick. But they're ranked now. Like I mean Right, they're ranked. But they 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 had a little bit of a fall. But Florida they, State maybe? Uh Yeah, but they never hit like rock bottom. Rock bottom. Like yeah. Nebraska is like a laughing stock of the Big 10. You wonder how they're going to climb out of it to be honest. You, you got hope. I mean, boy, Matt Rule better have a plan. Well, the other thing with NIL and everything now, 
Yeah. It's going to be hard to attract people over there because, like, it's going to be tough, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, oh, we should do a, we should do a, we got to, I got to get on your sports shows, Coop. Yeah. We may, we may use this show and we can do something with college sports and music. That may be an the, idea. Uh, the last sports thing before we get into new music is the, the 76ers, Coop. Boy, I'm gonna say this. They're they're putting it together. Like, listen, how are they it, doing it? They're doing it with mirrors, and they were all they were ready to run <laughs> Doc Rivers out of town. They have lost their four best players. Their four best players are hurt. Yeah, and and and, and now Thibault, who's a good bench player, he's out. Yeah, I mean, and Doc Rivers has got these guys. Here's the thing: they're playing good defense. That's the key thing. They just don't have guys, and and they're getting scoring out of some of these guys. Doc Rivers. People were ready to fire this man. Like, yes, and they got off to a oh, slow yeah. start. But, but he is. Look, I'm just gonna say this. Thank goodness we have him. Um, well, there. I mean, this is real. I mean, they've got a lot of injury. And look, they just don't have the. They never had the bench that can compete. That's the thing. Well, like, I, I same injuries. Like injuries are part of the game. But yeah, when you lose that many players, I was talking to my daughter because we're a big 76ers fan. Because in Australia. Matisse Thibault is like a national hero. Heard too. Yep. Yep. Be- because he uh, helped him win the bronze medal. Absolutely. He's great. One of my favorite Sixers too. I'm a big fan of him. We love Matisse Thibault. So we, we follow the Sixers. And, and, and I loved how they beat the Nets. Because like I told my daughter, like you got one team full of stars, but the other team plays like a team. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the 76ers, they play together like a team. They they do. They're playing better with some of these. Like the problem is when the stars are in there is actually when they don't play as well. They don't. They, there's a little bit of. I think there's, there's some ego problems there. But this will. But this will help them though, Coop, because a lot of these players that don't get much time are getting tons of time and they're winning, which which is going to really help bring them out. Bring them. You know, when they have to come off the bench, when the players come back, they'll have right. a way deeper team. Yeah, it's giving them some confidence. Um, look, they had they beat Orlando last night. Not a good team. I understand that. They still, but, but still, though. But they've won six of their last ten games, and uh, they're they're ten and nine. And with the, really, you look at the injuries, this team could have really gone into the to the toilet. And Harris, man, this is great for his game. Yeah, he, yeah. But Thibault, I want to, like I said, he's one of my favorites. Oh, um, so yeah, um, I think, uh, and then I heard uh, Tucker's now out too. Jesus. So I mean, I mean, the guy. It's just the injuries are getting worse. Uh, the problem and, with the injuries too is there a lot of like foot stuff. It's a lot of like yeah, bad stuff. Yeah, which is a, which is a problem. Yeah. But you know, you got guys like Shake Milton and George Yang. Yes. They, these guys have been stepping up, uh, and they've been terrible off the bench when the when the stars yeah. have been in there. Well, yeah, like Court Maz has had, has had a really rough season, and they've been throwing him in, and he's been scoring and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we have uh we have another game with Orlando tomorrow. Then we have Atlanta, Cleveland, Memphis, and Houston. Coming That's up. gonna be tough. Memphis is gonna be tough. They can beat Houston. Cleveland's good. By the way, Cleveland's really good this year. They are very good. God, they got I, some injuries, I love, but yeah, yeah. I love basketball, Coop. Yeah, I do too. I love it. So uh, we should do a basketball show. There's absolutely. lots of music, but I'm putting that down too. Absolutely, yeah. We could basketball. we could definitely do some music with that too. This is some on air yeah. on air production meeting. I love it. Yeah, there you go. You're getting the first-hand look, guys, of everything. So, um, new music though, because that's why you're here. Yep, yeah, yep. Uh, Cigar Hustler, located in Deltona, Florida. 
Um, Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers Cigar Hustler, by well, the way. Well, what a Hall of Fame. They gave themselves the Hall of Fame award, didn't they? Did they? I don't think they got that award. <laughs> I oh, think they, did was, they not? I think that was a uh, – I, I didn't see the Dojo Hall of Fame show last night, but I did not see anything from Dojo. I think – they only slid that on their page. Oh, no. I got I got duped then because I, I saw the post. But post from them, right? Yeah. Self-proclaimed Hall of Famer. Media Hall of Fame. I don't think Dojo put any media people in the Hall of Fame. That's why I'm saying that. I didn't see okay. the show last night, but uh, I, I I bought that hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, they, they well, they gave themselves Hall of Famers, so I guess they're in the Cigar Hustle Hall of Fame. We'll have to check out Tuesday's show to see. I'm but, telling you. Uh, but bought, um, bought it hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, I mentioned Cigar Hustler, uh, home of the A Cigar Hustlers podcast, uh, media Hall of Famers in their own mind. Uh, um, they also, uh, Cigar Hustlers located in Deltona, Florida, great store to go to. Uh, if you're in central Florida, it's a must stop there. Uh, great humidor, great customer service, great lounge. Um, you know, I, I can't say enough about it. I'm, I'm a little homesick going there already. I wish I could get back there. Uh, but, ah. if you can't get, yeah, but if you can't get the Cigar Hustler, you want to go to, um, the Cigar Hustler, uh, dot com website, get on their mailing list as, as Dave did. Because Dave yes, Dave got his hands on some blackened M81 cigars, uh, which are going off the shelves fast, guys. Uh, at least it's regular production, but at least the initial cigars are are going off fast. So good job by Dave. He got them uh, sent to me, which you're going to. So he'll get his when I go up to Minnesota. Um, and you want to get on that email list because the stuff goes fast, guys. Um, yeah, get on there. Yep. Uh, you definitely do that. Um, for sure. But definitely also check out, um, you got a lot of good limiteds on there. If you're looking for a limited cigar, uh, you'll find it there. So, and the, the email is the way you're going to find out and just get it quickly, uh, and, uh, secure it. Don't wait. Don't dilly dally like I do. Do what Dave <laughs> does. Get it right away. <laughs> uh, yep. I'm like, we're doing that Metallica show, man. I'm getting these before they're gone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but th- well, but 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 I do have a connection with that one. So, uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but but yeah, they haven't sent those out to the media yet. So we only got the pre-release. Really? Stuff. Yeah, they haven't sent it to the media yet. Huh. So, uh, huh. I imagine they will. Um, but uh, I talked to the Jewish State folks actually this uh, past week, so I had a good Ooh. conversation with them. Um, but uh, Dave, new music forty-five this week. What do we got? New music. Hey, man. Well, first off. I feel totally duped by that uh, by that Hall of Fame post. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah they, hooked, um, they got you. <laughs> hey, that's fine. I'll give it to them. Uh, side A. So both of these songs are off the new Wakanda soundtrack. Because I think we've talked in the past, the, the Black Panther soundtracks have been good soundtracks for music. They've been very good soundtracks. Uh, Kendrick Lamar did one that was really good. There's a, the, so both of them are off that. We have... Kona Brisa, uh, which is a track off of the Wakanda soundtrack. Uh, it's an amazing uh, Spanish soundtrack, uh, Spanish track. It is very epic. I think you'd like it, Coop. It's a bit, it's uh, it's a bit electronic. Um, it's just like this epic sweeping song. It's very good. Um, Kona Brisa, which you can find on that soundtrack. And the other one is the second Rihanna song off the record. So leading up to what I think is going to be a, a full-length record from her, we have the track Born Again by Rihanna, 
Uh, can't wait for a new record. This one has a bit more of an R&B feel, a bit more of what you'd expect from Rihanna than the Lift Me Up, which is a bit more spiritual, ballady. Uh, this this one is a bit more of what you'd expect from her. But uh, but great soundtrack to check out. Album archaeology for me is Every Day is Christmas by Sia. So she put out a Christmas record in 2018. Fun, poppy Christmas record. I love it. Sia's vocal is great on it. So if you want like a newer Christmas record, that's a good one. Uh, Every day is Christmas. And you got you got a you got a secret bonus album archaeology coop. Yes, I do. Uh, With I'm which gonna, I, uh, I'm gonna I make everyone sign upset. off. On. <laughs> I'm gonna make everyone upset here. Uh, <laughs> new album uh, called Get Rolling. The artist is Nickelback, and it's a yes. good album. Uh, I think it's a very good album. Uh, the lead single is San Quentin. Uh, oh, the story of uh, uh, basically it's a, it's a true story where Chad Kroger met uh, met the warden of San Quentin at some party, and uh, really, yep, um, and they hit it off, and uh, eventually he wrote a song called San Quentin with it. Uh, there's some really good there riffs go. on this album. Uh, if you, no one's gonna like this album because they're gonna say it's a Nickelback album. But if you give this album a really uh, good listen. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. It's already doing. By the way, it's doing very well in Australia. This album, it's already hitting oh, number three on the chart. Not, not, not by me. Uh, not because of anything I bought off it. No, go, you could go. Uh, use your Spotify subscription and uh, the San Quentin song. I think is really good. Actually, I think you're gonna be surprised with it. Um, and it's doing very well in the UK too. By the way, I'll just say that. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen where it hit. I think it came out at, later in the US, but. Uh, but a good, but I think it was solid. That San Quentin song is a solid, solid track they did. Man, I will give, I'll give you all of that. Listen, all uh, of that. a song called Vegas Bomb. It's pretty cool on there. Uh, um, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was solid. Uh, I thought it was solid. But you know, these, these, uh, these people hate Nickelback because of the name Nickelback. You know, <laughs> and there's nothing you're gonna do to change them on that. I wonder what, uh, what's John's, what's John's view of Nickelback. I gotta ask him that. That's a good question. You know, the Western Canadian band too. So like, because does he, does he, does he, does he front up for the brothers? Does is he, does he like? Ooh, I never asked him actually. I never asked him. <laughs> I, but uh, it's their first I, album in five years. Even though they did that cover of uh, "Devil Went Down to Georgia," which was really good. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, it's, let's it's, do it. Can't do it. But can, I'm telling you, you may hey. be surprised on this one. This may have be a. This may have to be a. Uh, oh, it's gonna be the poop list. It's not eligible. It just missed it. Came out too late. It came out too late. Yeah, November first is the cutoff, so it's next year. Yeah, my cutoff was uh, right after Midnight's came out. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I stuck to the October thirty first, uh, and I'll be doing that list in after the coop list on cigars is over. I'll be doing my list with that. So I'll be in January. Just, just quick before we finish, like who on Swift's production team didn't put it out in time for the Grammys? Like, how does that work? I I, I have this theory. I think she's waited till next year. I think she thought it was too crowded because it's year. not. It's going to be too crowded. I think it's good. I honestly think that. Like there was nothing to, because uh, it, it was a crowded field this year. I guess if you're that big, it's it's not really going to impact sales whether you're on Grammys or not for her. Yeah. So maybe yeah. I, I don't think the sales. I think, but I think you know what? Um, but it's weird because the Grammy. I, I don't know how they work it. 
sometimes the the singles it, it's when the singles get released, but yeah, she released it's... all the singles. It was kind of weird. So it's very weird. It was very weird. So I'm not sure, but I honestly think she's gonna be better off next year. I think it's gonna be a little less crowded next year. Oh, it definitely be less crowded. Yeah, so we'll see. But she may have another album by then competing with it. Ooh, that's right. I'm assuming there's gonna be uh, another Taylor's uh Taylor's. She's putting know. out records at a pace that's a, that is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, you don't see in modern music, to be honest. No, I know. I know. So I think I think, yeah, it was a little surprise because she just missed the the Grammy deadline, I believe. Mm, yeah, she would yeah. I think yeah. she just missed it, yeah. Yep. I think it was only by like a couple weeks, to be honest. Yep. Um, and that's that's all I got, Coops, man. Yeah, that's it, man. Uh, that's what we got. Uh, thanks to our audience again. Um, stay tuned to our schedule. It's probably gonna be mid December at the earliest before we have our next show. Uh, Dave's gonna be traveling. Um, we'll be seeing Dave. We'll have a report on uh everything with that, and then um we have we have the Rolling Stone show completed. <laughs> so uh, we mm-hmm. not recorded, but we we already prepped for it. We had a little delay with that. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't do that show. Uh, we have the probably the memoriam show, the the anniversary show, uh, the Grammy show. So there's a lot of shows we have in the queue uh, that we'll be mm-hmm. getting to. But uh, definitely stay tuned, Dave. I look forward to seeing you in person next time. Yes. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll be, but we'll have a good time. Uh, we're really looking forward to that. Smoke some great cigars. Just have some good time. Man. Mm. All that's right. That's it. Close. That's Close it. Yeah. Out, man. Yep. So that's gonna wrap up primetime jukebox. 84 into the annals of history episode 84 into the annals of history for this thanksgiving weekend edition uh we'll see everybody next time take care everybody